Sub Freaks, it's your boy Marty Bent here to introduce this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. Haven't ripped it yet. Pre-recorded ads. We'll see how my Elon rant is. There's a lot of pressure. I think I have some thoughts. I'm actually going to use the Elon rant to gather my thoughts for today's Marty's Bent. Hopefully, it won't be out by the time this hits the airways. If you're listening to this Friday or late Thursday night, hopefully Marty's Bent is out there. This rip is brought to you by our good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. Cash App, they're helping you stack sets. Sats, 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 sats. Sats are the standard. What are sats? Short for Satoshis. There's 100 million Satoshis in one whole Bitcoin. You can stack sats. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. Sats are the standard. You can make them the standard in the Cash App. You can DCA into sats via the Cash App. You can buy daily, weekly, biweekly, as low as $1 worth of sats. And sats are on sale right now. You get more than 2,000 sats per cuck buck. 2,075 sats. So be aware. You can use the Cash App as your bank account. They're all account numbers are rounding numbers. You can get your paychecks direct deposited. Make stacking easier. Stack stocks if you want to. They have their cash card. Uh, accept it wherever Visa's accepted. It comes with their boost program. You can hit your boost. Go shop somewhere. Get some money back to stack sats with. It's all incredible. Use the code stacking sats s t a c k i n g s a t s when you download the app. If you haven't already, you're gonna get ten dollars. Ten dollars is gonna to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. This rip was also brought to you by our very very good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained Capital doing incredible things to bring services, financial services, to Bitcoiners with a security first mindset. That leverages Bitcoin's native properties. Nothing. So what I'm looking for. Nothing really brings this this point home. Their ethos better than their Vault product. That's what we're here to talk about today. They have a white glove concierge service for you freaks. If you're out there, you have your stats on an exchange, and you wanna, you're you're like, ah, I need to get it in cold storage. I need to get it like off the exchange. Unchained Capital is offering a collaborative custody model where you can hold two keys into two or three multi-sig setup. You always have control of your UTXOs, but you also have someone there uh, as a backup if you need it. Unchained is that third in the two or three signature. So uh, if you have one of your keys, the other one's away from you or you lost it, Unchained is there to be that second in the two or three signature. And the White Glove Concierge Service are going to walk you through everything you need to know to get comfortable with their Vault product. Again, it's a multi-sig Vault. Uh, you're going to have multiple video conference calls with the Unchained team. They're going to get you comfortable with multi-sig. They're going to get you comfortable with their Vault pro- product. They're going to get you comfortable with hardware wallets. They're going to send you two hardware wallets. They're going to help you make a private public key pair, back up that seed phrase, and you're going to set up your Vault. You're going to make sure that everything's backed up, that you have your derivation pass, that you're comfortable, that you practice, that you, you, you really know what you're doing. Unchained is there for you. They're going to set this all up. For you freaks, you're going to get $50 off this package. Again, you get the the voice calls, the video conferences, excuse me, the hardware wallets. You get comfortable with the setup. You learn about multi-sig, and then once your vault's set up, they're going to dump a 1000 cut bucks worth of sats into your vault. So go check it out, unchained-capital.com. We're going to put the link to the concierge service specifically in the show notes. Again, tell them TFTC sent you. You're going to get $50 off that. Save save that $50 worth of cuck bucks to turn into sats. 50, 50 cuck bucks worth of sats for you freaks. Unchained is bringing it to you. This rip is also brought to you by our good friends at Compass. Nope. Nope. 
free ad, one word, Hoddle Hoddle is in this read. Hoddle Hoddle is out there uh, bringing you freaks uh, the ability to to use your Bitcoin as collateral on their Lend platform. Lend at Hoddle Hoddle is a new non-custodial Bitcoin-backed lending platform that allows peer-to-peer lending and borrowing between users globally, anonymously, and on your own terms. It's available to American citizens, all you U.S. freaks out there. You can actually leverage this Hoddle Hoddle product, unlike their other products, because our system regulatory system here is a little fucked are you free are you free we ask that a lot maybe i'll ask that uh, in this episode we shall see i pr- bet i bet we will if you're short funds you don't need to sell your bitcoins get some liquidity by borrowing using your bitcoin as collateral and the great thing is you don't need to entrust someone with your funds again hodl hodl's leveraging bitcoin's native multi-sig properties as well you set up uh a a, a loan with a counterparty and then you lock your Bitcoin in a multi-sig escrow account. You hold one key, your counterparty holds one key, Hoddle Hoddle holds the third key. You can always make sure that your sats are where your counterparty says they are, where Hoddle Hoddle says they are. Uh, you can make sure that they're not being rehypothecated. and you control one of the keys to that. If you have stable coins, you can go on the other side of this lending market, offer them up to individuals looking uh, to use their Bitcoin as collateral, get some interest, uh, get some yield on the stable coins. Create your offers and set your own terms at lend.hodlhodl.com today. That's lend, L-E-N-D dot hodlhodl, H-O-D-L, H-O-D-L dot com. Incredible product, incredible team. Again, I've said this in the past, but I've talked to freaks that have leveraged this and they they really like it, U.S. freaks particularly. Last but not least, this rip was brought to you by our good friends at Brains. Brains is a couple of major product updates. It can make life much easier for miners, especially larger operations running Brains OS Plus. The first update is the brand new Brains OS Plus Manager, an online platform that enables miners to remotely monitor and manage all of their ASICs running Brains OS Plus firmware to help improve uptime and keep their farms running optimally without the hassle of needing to be on site 24-7. It's annoying to be on site 24-7. You got like an Edward Sinqueso Evenson on site. Make sure those fans are running. Temperature critical, voltage, hashing boards. You don't need that anymore. You don't need to. You don't need to be beholden to the whip anymore. The manager is and will always be free for Brains OS Plus miners, and they can connect an unlimited number of devices. You can watch on your tablet, your phone, your laptop, whatever, whatever tickles your fancy. Security and efficiency were top priorities. Brains OS Plus Manager uses Stratum V2 for smaller and less frequent data transfers with all ASIC configuration and telemetry data being sent via encrypted connections with which protect against eavesdropping and man-in-the-middle attacks. For details on the manager and how to set it up with your mining operation, go to brains, that's B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com slash blog. And check out the Brains OS Plus Manager launch article. Again, it's Brains, B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com. And last but not least, Slushpool is also getting its first major update in the past couple of years. And you will have some new industry-first features for Bitcoin mining pools. The update hasn't been launched just yet, but I can tell you that it's going to include ultra-flexible payout system, customizable mining reward splitting, and best of all, dark theme for, for those freaks who, who need your eyes to be nice and taken care of 24 7 hash rate monitoring it's easy on the eyes follow slush underscore pool on twitter to see the announcement when the pool update finally goes live enjoy this rip freaks i can't i can't i don't know what's good i think it's gonna be a good one i got good energy right now i got some yinglings i'm gonna be drinking yinglings been watching uh 
mayor of Easttown. He drank a lot of yingling in that show and I had some in the garage fridge because I'm in the Philadelphia area. I think, hey, I'll, I'll have a yingy or three today. Enjoy. Tiki! You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. What is up, freaks? It's your boy, Marty Bent, here for another rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. I've got a yingling. Matthew, I've been watching Mayor of Easttown, a show set in uh, Delaware County, Pennsylvania, where I where I was raised, and they've been drinking a lot of yingling. So I said, hey, I want to throw back some yingies today. How are you doing, sir? Yingling was uh, one of my go-tos in college. Yeah, it's a nice cheap lager. I poured this beer out and it was red. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought you were drinking like a, a code red or something there. It's a jungle zombie apocalypse KCBC Kings County Brewers Collective out of Brooklyn. It's a sour beer. Sounds like a heavy alcohol content too. What are we looking no, at? No, it's here? quite light. Ah, interesting. Well, I mean, maybe maybe not in terms of alcohol content. What uh what type of Tesla are you buying? <laughs> Did you cancel your pre-order, Marty? I did. I had to, uh, you know, just can't can't support that. Nah. I never like I I like combustion engine cars. Tesla never appealed to me. I've ridden a Tesla a couple times, but the first Uber I ever got was actually a Tesla. It was in Chicago. It was like when Uber first came out. I'll never forget. Um, got into it with my buddy Chris. I was like, "This is a Tesla. This is Uber. Is this every time you get an Uber, you get a Tesla?" I thought it was pretty cool. Narrator wasn't the case. <laughs> um, the, I mean, we're going to dive into this, but the craziest thing to me about uh, the Elon comments is I like, I just got like messages. Um, I just got like text messages from like college friends and high school friends and stuff. Like I'm so fucking pissed at Elon right now. It's like, <laughs> just like just outwardly angry at him um, for his tweet. And uh, we're going to get into it. I've got some thoughts. Okay. And it goes beyond Elon and Tesla. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's a it's a data point in a long arcing trend towards communism in the United States. We'll get to why I believe that. Right now, as you can see, there's no reason to be upset, freaks. No, there is no reason. Show me the incentives and I'll show you the outcome. Charlie Munger notorious bitcoin hater but that is an incredible quote and we're going to get into the incentives of behind what i believe to be the incentives behind elon's tweet and i think others may agree with me uh the price currently according to clark's dashboard is forty eight thousand three hundred eighty five dollars guess what freaks cuck cuck bucks are going to get more sats than they did this time last week when we last came to record sats are on sale you're going to get two thousand sixty seven sats per cuck buck back under a trill Trillion dollar market cap, we're at 905.2 billion. We're 25.4% away from the all time high. We're currently at block height 683,486. 89.09% of every Bitcoin that will ever be mined has been mined. 
That's 18,709,198.00 Bitcoin. Another zero zero day uh, that we landed on Clark's dashboard. We had a difficulty adjustment earlier this morning in the wee hours of the morning here on the East Coast in the U.S. Uh, we had an upwards adjustment of 21.5%. Pretty epic upward adjustment. And we are now currently sitting at an all-time high in terms of difficulty since the... Um, Difficulty adjusted. What is it? I'm doing the math in my head. Uh, ba, 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 40, 16, 56, 62 blocks ago. Um, blocks have been coming in at 9 minutes, 53 seconds on average. Next adjustment estimated to be on May 24th, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2021. Uh, and that will be an upward 2.4% adjustment, but we can't take that estimate. It's too, too soon after. Uh, this morning's adjustment are currently 17,753 transactions in Clark's mempool. Where we at Samurai? Checking on Samurai. 2,257.10 Bitcoin or $109.5 million. Obviously, with the price going down, uh, that liquidity pool in terms of cuck bucks has gone down as well, but it seems to be pretty steady in terms of Bitcoin locked up in, in Whirlpool. Below 50,000, Matt. You think you'd ever see the day? I mean, I, I, I kind of didn't, you know, uh, kind of didn't, but, uh, this is what happens in bull markets. We do tend to have these, uh, lessons mid bull market to teach you to be humble. And I'm just glad that I'm not a leveraged trader. Right. Um, so the only thing that it affects is my ego, but nothing short of that. How's your ego? What, how does this affect your ego? Well, you know, I kind of, uh, and I, I really feel like the freaks haven't given me enough shit for it. Um, I mean, the <laughs> right now the local top is uh, when I crashed uh, BTC sessions live stream. Like we literally have just gone down since then, yes. and that was when I called. That was when I called Bitcoin Tina a fucking bear for like a three hundred thousand dollar prediction. <laughs> Bitcoin. So, Tina, you got to pump those numbers. So what? I needed a little bit of a humility lesson there. Yeah, we all do. We all need to keep in check. We were in a consolidation phase for what felt like a month. Feel like you're going to break up or down. We broke down a little bit. Maybe we could break down a little bit more. What does it say? All right, so let's just start with it. Let's just front load it with the Elon shit. Like, was that the impetus for the crash? There were some weird things. So there's many layers to this. For you freaks who are unaware, if you've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours, last night, Elon Musk tweeted out a tweet that said Tesla and Bitcoin and had a picture of some iPhone notes that basically explained, hey, Tesla's going to stop accepting Bitcoin as payment for Teslas. However, uh, we are going to remain steady on holding the Bitcoin on our balance sheet that we've already acquired reason behind it is we need to take the environmental impact of mining into consideration, uh, especially uh, those miners using coal, which is a little weird. Um, and then he said, like, we will be looking into other cryptocurrencies that use less than 1% of the energy that is used to mine Bitcoin. I'm pulling this from the top of my head, but I think that's a good synopsis of of what was said. Obviously, everybody freaked out. Like, what the fuck, Elon? I mean, Matt, this... I know... You, may have had an ego hit in some regards this week but i think this is very much a case where it validates your thesis like don't create heroes in this space oh yeah i mean 100 percent. and also uh 
the, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, it's, I've said in the past that it's nice to be in a contrarian environment again. Um, when the, when the price goes down and all the haters come out, um, I always feel I'm like, I'm always in a better mood, um, than when it's just overwhelmingly euphoric. Uh, but I mean, the, the really interesting thing is, is so, so he just like fucking, so he had the Dogecoin bullshit on SNL on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's all connected, right? Cause he has this Dogecoin bullshit on Saturday and the price of Dogecoin goes up to like 72 cents. Uh, Barry Silbert of Grayscale comes out and he's like, we're shorting this fucking thing. Then SNL happens. It's like the worst SNL ever. Just like straight cringe. I mean, I don't even watch SNL, so I don't know. Maybe that's the usual thing, but it, it wasn't very good. I couldn't finish it. And then as it's happening, like the chart is just fucking going straight down. Like Dogecoin went down like 42%, you know, like TikTokers, like all these fucking uh, new coiners, like were learned, they learned, you know, what a proper shitcoin pump and dump was, but it happened live on prime time, like live on like a network news channel in America. Um, and then, so like the aftermath of that is obviously not very good look for him. And then he tweets out, should Tesla start accepting Dogecoin? And he, he does a poll for that. And then the next tweet after that was, we're no longer going to accept Bitcoin because of the environmental reasons, but we're not going to sell. So I feel like you need the whole, you need the whole, and then the second he tweeted that out, what like Bitcoin fell like eight percent, nine percent. We fell like six k, seven k. More than that, at least. Yeah, seven k would be twelve percent, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, many layers to this. Many layers to this. So again, let's. Number one, he was wrong in his description, <laughs> like alluding to like per transaction energy use. Like that's just such a bad metric. It doesn't even exist. It's not a correct metric. It's not a metric at all. Like, the energy it takes for me to broadcast a transaction is minimal. Like, it's a similar to me sending a telegram message to Matt here. Literally just click a button, broadcast, propagates it across the nodes. And then if the miners want to add that to a block, um, that that process takes some energy. The, the ordering of transactions, but actually sending a transaction uh, does not take that much energy. And trying to measure energy per transaction sent is another bad metric as well. Because again, like one transaction can have many inputs that represent many payments. Uh, one transaction could be used to open up a, a payment channel on the Lightning Network, at which point the uh, movement in within that channel can represent thousands, millions of payments, hypothetically. So it's just a bad metric. And he said, basically, the message that he sent in the notes that came with that tweet made it seem like he believed now that they're not accepting Bitcoin as payment, they're not contributing to the Bitcoin mining industry's energy conversion, electricity use, which is just patently false. Your transactions are still uh, held within blocks uh, on the Bitcoin ledger. So every block added on top of that uh, secures your transactions. So you're leveraging the the energy that's being converted to electricity um, to add blocks. So you're 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 contributing just by holding. Um, you're, you're saying that, hey, I think the electricity to be expended by miners is worth it because they're securing my transactions. 
that's one thing. Um, and so let's get to like, why did he do this? And I'm becoming pretty partial to the idea after 24 hours, but 24 hours, I went crazy on Twitter. So that's the other thing. My, my rants on Twitter last night, it was all caps. It, Marty came out, all caps. Marty came out, but it's, it's literally just to point out the hypocrisy. I don't believe that Tesla's evil because they're mining lithium for their batteries. I, I don't think that people should not buy Tesla's. Um, but I do think that people should be upfront with the trade-offs. We talk about trade-offs a lot in Bitcoin um, and scaling privacy, uh, number go up trade-offs of running with that narrative running with narratives trade-offs when it comes to energy use and energy sources particularly especially in the western world where you have this climate emergency uh, you have a bunch of hysterics beginning to beat the drum and beat the drum and beat the drum about this uh, and it's it's seeped into the capital markets as well where you have the esg movement you have biden um giving out subsidies to green tech uh and this is all done it doesn't really explain the trade-offs of the green tech and so first i'm gonna explain why i believe that uh elon did this and that is because literally the night before last uh biden announced the u.s renewable fuel credit market um which would allow tesla to basically get tax subsidies um as a company for contributing to the expansion of green energy production technologies or green energy technologies within us borders tesla obviously electric cars is one of those so i believe he tweeted that out after hearing some flack from his board uh, knowing that this initiative was going to come out from the Biden administration like hey we need some pr to basically save our asses from the bitcoin thing because that's like a big thing bitcoin uses a lot of electricity obviously we talk about the energy fund all the time so i think it was a posturing a very uh, flaky posturing again because they didn't sell their Bitcoin. They don't. They don't actually believe they're they're leveraging the electricity used to mine Bitcoin because it's securing their transactions. But it's all for this LARP for this this subsidy that the Biden administration has given out and Trump and oh, it's been going on since Obama, I believe, and they're giving out. And this is harpens back to what I alluded to earlier. Like this is leading us towards a communist centrally planned government economy, excuse me, where you, you have these subsidies, these subsidies, again, show me the incentives. I'll show you the outcome, the incentive for Tesla as a company. And this is how they've operated. They've never been profitable until they made that Bitcoin trade last quarter. They've never made money. They, they literally survive on subsidies and LARPing. Like they, they've never, they never produced the solar panels. They said they were going to, like who knows what's going on with like the boring company tunnel stuff. They're they're basically just leveraging free money printing, government giving out subsidies to create green technologies, and that is how their business is, like sustains itself. And it's a dangerous thing that we're literally pushing our economy <laughs> in this direction uh, towards unreliable green energy solutions. I mean, we've seen it's a topic on the on the list that we're going to talk about later, but we saw the disruption of the gas pipeline, the colonial gas pipeline this week. We saw uh, how quickly uh, gas stations in the southeast part of the, the country started running dry. Um, but this is a trend that like that happened because of ransomware attack where you have the government with this green energy initiative actively shutting down nuclear power plants. 
pipelines of Michigan, Keystone Pipeline, Dakota Pipeline. Like they're actively making the United States a less reliable. They're making the energy infrastructure extremely fragile and less reliable. And that's why on this show, the last couple of weeks, I've felt compelled to have crossover episodes with Gamcast that I've been recording with people who intimately know how fragile our grids are and how important it is for people to start wake up and realize this. We're being pushed into a unreliable uh, grid system to basically LARP to push these green energy technologies on the co- on the country and they don't talk about the trade-offs. The amount of fossil fuels, the amount of coal that goes into building the solar panels, the wind turbines, the, the amount, again, like I, 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 I was tweeting last night to point out the hypocrisy. Like you're saying, Bitcoin mining is bad. But like what we're doing in Great America Mining, we're reducing flare and the Tesla cars may be green energy technology. They may be electric cars, but it takes a lot of energy to develop the batteries, to develop the cars. And then once the cars are on the road, they're literally plugging in to the charging stations that are run on coal and natural gas. It's all bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm getting like, I'm trembling here now. <laughs> There's no need to be upset, Marty. Elon is just, uh... well, that's the thing. Like this isn't about Elon. Elon, this is just like a, show me the incentives. I'll show you the outcome. Elon's incentives at Tesla are such that he had to tweet that out last night. And make it's the, not even the, that. It's not even that. It's the same old shit as last cycle, just with bigger numbers and with bigger. I don't think this has any. This is not. I don't think this is Bitcoin related. I, in a lot of ways, it is Bitcoin related because there's a Bitcoin shitcoin element here too. I mean, there was literally at the end of his statement, he said, "And we're exploring looking into more environmentally friendly cryptocurrencies." Uh, like he yeah. literally said that at the end of his statement. He's well, been pumping Doge, going up and down with the pump and dumps on Doge. Agreed, agreed, like, agreed, agreed. But that is not, it is the shitcoins leveraging the perverse incentives put forth by the U.S. government to, to LARP about green energy, taking advantage of that attack vector. Like you had sure. J.P. Morgan come out, what was that one line they had? Like, we're, we're more bullish on ETH 2.0 because it's proof of stake and he is ex- extremely- You called this, Marty. You've been talking for like the last like, Three years on the show, you have said that we're going to get more and more energy FUD. I know. Like, that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen more than this. Oh. And in the short term, these these price drops, as a result, are good for the stacker. We're, we're in stacker's paradise right now. We need more time to get into our position. Um, and in that way, it's a win-win, right? I agree. I agree. I, I, and I don't think we're going to convince them. I think we're just going to roll well, over them. Like, I don't think like this is not going to be one on in a Twitter argument or one in a podcast argument or one on. Well, it's not going to be, but we need to equip the freaks with the facts, which is the green energy climate hysterics. There is no climate emergency. I've been tweeting that out. There is no, I'm like convinced. I live on a barrier. I'm literally two blocks away from the beach. I've lived here my whole life. Like, I'm not worried about going under the ocean. If anybody should be worried, it should be literally me in this house right now. It is complete bullshit. These hysterics have been making these predictions for decades. They've been falling short. Again, this is something I say on Gamcast all the time. Obama's lead scientist, when he was in office in 1985, he said that 1 billion people across the world would die from climate-related deaths between 1985 and 2020, between 1985 and last year. Climate-related deaths fell by 80%, I believe something like 98% per capita, which is completely opposite of what these people are fear-mongering about. Again, this isn't about 
green energy. This is about control. If they cared about green energy, they would not have decommissioned the Indian Point nuclear facility in New York. Your family's electricity prices are going to go up because of this communist push to control energy consumption. It is evil. It is anti-human. And we need to start equipping people with the information to fight back against this because it's literally going to make people worse off. Like you, you, We're finding out pretty starkly this week how important pipelines are. And the U.S. government and the climate hysterics want people to decommission more and more pipelines. They're not letting new pipelines get built. They're LARPing. They do not care about the environment. They want to control you. They want to control me. They want to make it so they get to dictate who does what, where, when. And their energy is literally the, the source of how an economy runs. And they're attacking the source of the economy. And we need to start equipping people to fight back against this. And Elon, one of the, the most popular people on the planet, is falling prey to this incentive scheme. Or he's probably leveraging it. He's probably smart enough to just leverage it. Be like, hey, this is where all the subs are going to go. This is what I'm going to do. And it's not like we need to, like again, strong men and women need to step up and say, fuck this. This is anti-human. This is going to make humanity extremely worse off. I'm done. Like There is no climate emergency. I'm saying it straight up. There's no climate emergency. Arguably, we need to create more CO2. CO2 levels, in terms of like the whole global, the, the whole lifespan of the, the earth are actually like relatively low if you look at the data on a long time scale. Yeah. And then to try to paint me as a climate change denier, like a, like a Holocaust denier. They try and throw that connotation on you. Fuck you. I don't care. There is no climate emergency. It's going to lead humanity down a terrible path if we keep, do, keep doing this bullshit. And now I know I'm making you like a little nervous, Matt, but this is what I believe. I'm just letting you run. Be free, Marty, be free. Well, I wore my American flag hat. I need a sip of yingling. What do you think about all this? Am I wrong? Am I zealot? Am I one extreme? Are you somewhere in the middle? I'm yeah, sure. I think usually think? people on the extremes are wrong, but uh, what's I'm not... Uh, I, I just don't think I, 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 I think that I come from the from the perspective that uh, you know politics in this country and debate in this country is pretty much unproductive at this point. Um, and we should be focused on well, it's not tools that empower individuals and focus on systems that have proper incentives that are effective at change. And I think in the case of Bitcoin mining, um, it's an unstoppable force. So if you want to spend your time, you know, arguing at a wall for the next four years or five years as Bitcoin mining continues to dominate the world, um, then, you know, that's your prerogative. But I have no intention of doing that. I'm just going to sit I'm here. I'm not arguing at the, face. but I'm not going to sit there and let, I can't. That this is why I get so animated. I hate logical inconsistencies. That's why I got so animated about COVID, the fucking mask, the, the vaccines. There's no logical consistency. And that's the thing that irks me the most. I don't like walking to a hostess stand with a mask on and walking 10 feet next to and ripping it off just because I'm sitting at it's logically inconsistent. It doesn't make sense. This is another one of those cases. This is logically inconsistent. These people claim to be environmentalists, claim to want to bring clean energy to the masses, yet they're decommissioning nuclear and natural gas power plants, which are the cleanest most densest energy that we have on the planet right now like it's it's a, it's a goddamn shame what they just did on the hudson to the indian point power plant that's like one of the most reliable 
electricity production sites in, in the US and they just shut it down because it's it's because they don't want you to to use energy. They don't care about clean energy. Nuclear is the cleanest energy out there. It's got no carbon footprint outside of the carbon used to construct the plant, the diesel that goes into the engines of the trucks that construct the plant. Like these people don't care about green energy. They want to control you. They do not give a fuck about you. And it's gotten to the point, it's bipartisan too, here in America, where they're just like the, the Austin grid situation that happened earlier this year, that was Bush and Rick Perry, two Republicans, incentivized that wind and solar uh, production with subsidies. This is not good, freaks. Like we need to be vocal about this. They are making us worse off. Ugh. And I don't think so when that's you say true. climate emergency, you just mean CO2? Climate emergency. Like, I don't think a billion people are going to die in the next decade if we don't stop, turn off all. That's the other thing. It's like, it's not like I want to fucking take all the coal out of the world and set it on fire. Like, we should be using natural gas and incentivizing nuclear power plants, which are the cleanest. Like, this is clean energy. <clears throat> and yet they're going the complete opposite direction. Nuclear and that gas for their energy density are the cleanest energy sources in the world outside of like hydro uh hydro is ab above um ab above nat gas it, it, i bet it's cleaner but it's not as dense right the amount of carbon that goes into producing wind and solar panels and and sustaining those and recycling those i would say that it's not as clean as as a uh, nuclear nat gas but and, like that's the thing like and i'm not saying like fucking dig all the coal around and burn up all the coal and bring back fucking uh, smog cities like London early in industrial age like build more nuclear build more reliable natural gas like yet these people don't want to do that they're the cleanest energy and they they deject it because they don't care about clean energy they don't care about the environment they care about control over what we can do because they have this vision of how the world should work in their mind and they want it and they want it to be that way Right, but that, that's a CO2 argument again, right? So that's what you mean by climate emergency. There's no CO2 emergency. No, there is no CO2 emergency. There isn't. I'll say it straight up. CO2, water is like 90% of the, green, like the greenhouse gas up there. CO2 makes up such a small percentage of it. And again, we're not even, like, we're not even close to the highest levels of CO2 that have ever existed uh, on this planet. Go to green energy, or excuse me, energytalkingpoints.org, or boy, Alex Epstein, who's been on podcast before like energytalkingpoints.com energytalkingpoints.com go through it like everything they've been screaming climate emergency people are going to die if we don't do anything since like the 70s and the exact opposite has happened humanity has flourished cheap energy and electricity production correlates very tightly with human flourishing and, they want, and like we've already seen this play out in germany they forced Everybody to move to renewable energy sources. It's 36 cents a kilowatt hour for residential energy there. That's fucking insanely expensive. They have to bring it in from across the border. New York City, with the shutdown of the, the nuclear plant and the fact that they don't uh, allow uh, producers to drill in the Marcellus Shell within the state for natural gas, they're going to have to just import natural gas. They're going to have to build a new natural gas uh, facility to power electricity for new york city like again natural gas is relatively clean compared to diesel and, and coal but nuclear is the cleanest and they're giving up the cleanest and then they're 
basically sending jobs out of their local economy and then importing gas, basically giving jobs to economies outside of New York State. It doesn't make any sense. It's fucking stupid. It's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. And people are just walking into this. And again, that's why like everybody's freaking out about like Elon, like Bitcoin mining. This is bigger than Bitcoin mining. This is bigger than Bitcoin mining. This is humanity is, I mean, again, there's very powerful people in positions of power that have communist tendencies. They want to control you. This is not a conspiracy. Just again, look at the incentives. Look at everything they're they're laying through, and we're going to show you the outcome. The incentives are pushing us towards unreliable energy generation. That's going to make humanity worse off. It's going to make electricity prices go off. And guess what? This is a racist, and <laughs> this is a racist policy that affects the poor the most. That's who's going to get like they they claim like they want to help people, but you increase electricity prices on on the poorest people. I mean, you are going to be fine. We're going to be able to. It's going to get a little bit more expensive, but I think we'll be able to afford it. The the poorest people are not. They're going to have to basically weigh the opportunity cost. Do I fucking eat today or do I pay my electric bill? Like that's that's where it's going to. And then you have people dying from negative externalities that extend from this terrible policy. Sorry, I become very passionate about this. Disclaimer: I work for Great American Mining <laughs> as our as our fuel source. Um, so, I mean, state competition helps here, right? No, well, it's at the federal level. Like, like the banning of fracking on federal lands that affects every, like it doesn't matter what state you are, what your laws are at the state <laughs> level. The subsidies are at the federal level. So that's another thing. So in this uh, Reuters article that explained the, the, Basically, the incentive uh, program that the Biden administration is putting out there. So, like, here's how it works. Like, the entry of, so this again, Reuters came out last night. Um, the Biden administration expected to review the EPA applications, lay out how electric, electric vehicles could qualify for tradable credits. So, the tradable credits are creating this weird accounting system, like carbon credits, under the renewable fuel standards. This summer, the two sources said the move could represent the largest expansion of the RFS program that was created by President George Bush. Again, it's bipartisan, doesn't matter, and aimed at boosting rural America and weaning the country off oil imports. The entry of Tesla and other electric vehicles, vehicle makers to the renewable energy scheme could attract investment for a much needed infrastructure network, including charging stations for electric vehicles. However, it is likely to anger some in the U.S. refining industry who would need to buy cr the credits known as RINs generated by Tesla and other alternative fuel providers, essentially subsidizing an electric car company that seeks to put petrochemical refiners out of business. You're creating a very perverse incentive system, and you're they're distorting the pricing mechanism of the energy markets by subsidizing Tesla with this credit system and then forcing oil producers to buy these credits to offset their carbon output. And so Tesla... Even though it's more expensive to do what they do, the subsidies make it basically negative because then they get paid by oil companies that have to buy their credits. It's a bullshit, LARPing, clown world accounting system that needs to be destroyed. Like it is literally going to lead us to an unreliable grid system. And if you've been paying attention this year, particularly, uh, there's some cracks in the energy grid and transportation systems. What do you. Um... So you use the term climate emergency. What do you think about uh, 
like uh, our water supply, like uh, fresh water supply and access to fresh water. Are you concerned about that? Or do you think there's, there's I don't no know reason enough. to be alarmed there? I don't know enough about the water supplies, to be honest. So, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with, with pretty much everything you said. I'm not going to completely co-sign it, uh, but uh, the general premise uh, I think, you know, our bureaucracy is very re reminiscent of a failed state. Uh, it's just not really priced in yet. Um, I am optimistic that um, between the incentives of Bitcoin mining and the fact that we have a re relatively distributed governance system in America, and, and we've seen, you know, through this crisis, you know, states stand the fuck up. I mean, you see massive policy differences between a Florida or a Texas and a New York or a California. Um, so I'm optimistic in that regard. And quite frankly, um, I'm going to go buy some land. I'm going to secure my water and I'm going to have my own energy sources and I'm just going to ride this thing out. And, uh, if, if you, if you want to get on every week and, and rant at, rant at the freaks or rant with the freaks, like I'm completely fine to be here and just have a drink with you. Well, I'm not going to do this every week. I'm doing this because of what happened in the last 24 hours. But I, again, it is an instance, the Elon tweet and the posturing for these, the ability to have access to these credits that set me off. This is like, this is so fucked. It's so ass backwards. And again, it's bipartisan. And again, like, I don't believe there's a climate emergency, but I'm a conservationist. Like, I think what we're doing at Great American Mining, taking flair and using that and getting value out of those scarce molecules that were otherwise being literally set on fire and sent to the atmosphere. That's the environmentalism we should be working towards. Conservationism, efficiency not brain-dead transition to unreliable grid systems. It doesn't make any sense. And the trade-offs, again, like I said earlier, are not brought to the forefront. Nobody talks about the amount of coal that is needed to make these bat or these solar panels, the amount of lithium, the amount of cobalt, the amount of rare earth metals, the amount of diesel that's used to dig all that up, the, the, the amount of coal needed to recycle the solar panels, the land issues. The fact that windmills, when they're put in people's towns, are driving people crazy, like teens and then senior citizens, like the people between the ages of 15 and 18 and uh, 70 and up in towns where windmills have been dropped off uh, have a significantly increased rate of suicide because they're sound pollution. Go listen to the episode I just recorded with Robert Bryce from, uh, from the Power Hungry podcast. Like literally people are being driven crazy by like, th these are the negative externalities that nobody wants to talk about. It's not, it's not good for people's mental health. It's, but again, like we should be as efficient as possible. I think Bitcoin mining incentivizes that stronger than any, any mechanism that humanity has ever seen. Obviously. Wait, did you just, so, I mean, su suicides because of wind turbines, we're not, that's not FUD. No. Dude, the data's out there. You can, there, there's a land, like they literally use eminent domain to come in. And it's, there's a big case going on in Iowa right now where the, the county's fighting back to like, we don't want these windmills. The federal government is backing like Berkshire Hathaway and being like, fuck you, like we're going to put these here. And there's instances of all over the world of windmills going into towns. It's driving people crazy. They get sleep disruption because the sound is just like a, an ambient 24 like there's data on this like i'm not bullshitting you so go listen to the robert price episode after record this today and this guy is legit like 
But you agree, you agree that people should be free to choose whichever energy mixes they want to use. They right? should. They should be able to use whatever they want. And I, that's why last night was a huge troll. Because like, I don't care if you're digging up lithium. Just be upfront with the trade-offs. And that's like, people are like, oh, this is an end-all, be-all savior to humanity. And it's just not true. And you're demonizing things like Bitcoin mining and fossil fuel use when you're you're basically hiding, you're pretending like solar and wind particularly are come like scot free scot clean right out of the box like you can produce solar panels with solar energy that's just like literally impossible and they don't they don't talk about how much fossil fuels goes into that how much land use goes into making it so that we can actually harness enough solar and wind energy to deliver it to a, a big enough society like it's all hidden and then but yet these people are getting subsidized and they're using more fossil fuels than people realize it's very very infuriating I mean, there's a shit ton of subsidies in the oil industry too, aren't there? Not nowhere near as much. There's more of the taxes outweigh the subsidies by by a large amount. <sighs> All right. Crazy Uncle Marty came out behind my rant. Let me know how I did, freaks. What's the comment section saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just against all subsidies in general. Same, yeah. And I'm against it. This is dangerous. That's all. This is why I'm so passionate about it. It's it's not good. What do we got next? Hop in here. I mean, you have the list. I can't uh, look at it because I'm screen sharing. Ah, I forget that. Well, we'll jump into. The hash rate all-time high. With that being said, Bitcoin miners are converting more electricity than ever to protect the uh, the Bitcoin ledger. <laughs> we have uh, an all-time high in hash rate, and this morning, as I mentioned, we did all-time high in difficulty at well. This is a perfect example why it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, it's so like, like FUD is at an all-time high, but so is the consumption in the Bitcoin network. So well, like, again, who the fuck this, cares? This is bigger than Bitcoin. This is like bigger than Bitcoin. That's the point I was trying to make with that whole diatribe there. Um, with that being said, how will this affect Bitcoin in the future? Again, disclaimer, I work for Grand America Mining. We we are partial towards off-grid mining, but I think this is going to push a, a large portion of mining operations off-grid. Obviously, last week we talked about the bill on the floor in New York State that wants to put a three-year mining moratorium on um, mining within the state. So I think you're going to probably see more of that idiotic legislation come to the floor and I think at least in North America, the trend will be off-grid mining. It'll be people are going to get pushed off the grid. Yeah, I think that that makes sense to me, and I, I like the idea of 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 the fact that uh, miners that are prepared to move are going to be more profitable in general, so that they're more robust for that reason. Um, I mean, it just this goes right back into into your previous discussion. Um, is that, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's energy policy or whether it's tax policy, like I believe in the competition of jurisdictions and, you know, long term, that competition should result in, uh, you know, better opportunities, better situations for people, as long as you have the means to move. Um, if you don't have the means to move, there is no competition and the means to move uh, at the most basic level is probably twofold. Um, you know, it's probably a mix of, of firearms and 
actually securing wealth. So I, I would say that that people should be focused on stacking as many sats as possible and learning how to secure them and use them in a private manner. Agreed. That's the other thing to watch. Like, the, like, thank God we have what's going on in Texas and Florida and improving that you don't need a vaccine passport to go in. Cause like, like you said, as long as you're mobile, um, you should be good to go, but like, they're, they're actively trying to make it so you can't mobilize with these vaccine passports. So thank God you have the UFC Texas Rangers. You had a huge boxing match Canelo last weekend down at Dallas's stadium, proving that like, Hey, it's not the and, end of the world. And what you see a lot too is, is, you know, especially, I mean, a mix of, of our constitutional protections, but also the fact that, you know, these governments are just wholly inefficient at this point. They're just, they're just aged bureaucracies that just don't get shit done effectively. Dude, um, Fucking they they tend to lean on scare tactics because they can't enforce shit. So like right now you would think um, you would think that if you were traveling to or from New York, there'd be a bunch of restrictions and you have to do these things for them. But like, I literally just got back from Georgia, flew to Georgia, flew back, nothing. There was absolutely nothing. You know, they just scare you into compliance. They scare you into thinking that, you know, you need to go and you need to get your vaccine passport and you need to do this and that and this in order to travel and that you should feel guilty for traveling, but you can just fucking get a plane ticket, you know, go fly there and fly back. No yeah. problem. Yeah. It's like the CDC tweeting out today. Like now if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask inside or out. It's like, motherfucker, I haven't worn a mask in like eight months. Like, <laughs> like expect people to just listen to them. I have a fucking de Blasio eating Shake Shack and telling people that they can get free Shake well, Shack. No, someone just, like authorized hugs are allowed now. Is it was it Ottawa or something? Was it in Canada? I think they were like in in ten days hugs will be permitted again. Like what? If you were waiting for the government to tell you that you could hug someone, um, you got problems. I think good luck. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, though, it's like it's insane, freaks. Like fuck, man. Dude, the firm handshake. The firm handshake. <laughs> It's hot right now. It's real. Well, dude, I had an incident earlier today. We got our, uh, our dryer fixed. We had to get like a new coil and band at the bottom of the dryer. And uh, the guy, South Jersey, thick as South Jersey accent. Or, yeah, dude, like I haven't fucking seen anybody in, in a few months. And like when he left, I was like, thank you. <laughs> I didn't have a Jersey accent. I said, <laughs> and, like he went like it was a complete like he went for the fist bump and I came in for a firm handshake. He was like, oh, damn, man, I haven't done this in a while. No, I just got like, I just fucked up my Jersey accent. The normal the normal handshake is the secret handshake now. Right. He's like, oh, I've been used to like elbow bumping and like fist bumping. I like went for the firm handshake. He's like, it's time to get back to normal. He's like, I'm vaccinated. I was like, good for you, man. Good for you. And then he was like, oh, you came into the house. I was like, you can take your mask off. You don't have to wear it. He's like, dude, like I, f I fucking been wearing this so long. Like if I take it off, I start putting my tools in my mouth. I'm like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? You're driving people crazy, man. Uh, get this, let's get back to normal freaks. Let's get back to normal. Don't let these evil it, look de Blasio eating fry. Like they, the, the way they have to incentivize to get these people to, to take vaccines is getting so weird. They're, first, it was like Krispy Kreme. Then it was like a, a shot. It's all unhealthy shit. A shot a beer. You get Shake Shack. In Ohio, they're giving out like million-dollar lotteries to vaccinate. Yeah, what is that? That's five five people get a million dollars. Yeah, if you get vaccinated in Ohio. Like, what? It's all weird, man. It's weird. It's weird. <sighs> we had a... 
particular freak that wanted us to talk about this vulnerability. We should front load it with vulnerabilities. We we front loaded it with vulnerability on society. They're they're DDoSing society. We need to make everybody aware of this vulnerability that exists. Marty responded with the from the DDoS attack with a his own de- denial of service. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, freaks. I don't even know how far we are. And um cake waffle. We, well, we literally have the clock in the bottom left. We've been going for 52 minutes. Oh boss. Whoa. Whoa. Um, cake wallet vulnerability. This is a, an iOS, Bitcoin, and Monero wallet, correct? Well, yeah, I mean, it's historically a Monero wallet. They added Bitcoin like a month ago or something. Mm-hmm. And they have a problem with their, their seed phrase generation. It's not, it doesn't have enough entropy or something like that. Yeah, they're, the seeds they generated weren't secure. They, so they, you have to update, make a new seed and transfer your money off. I mean, you should just transfer to a different wallet. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is one of the give them some time vulnerabilities you, you don't come back from unless yeah i don't think anyone actually lost money yet i think they discovered it themselves um but uh yeah if you use cake wallet if you use the bitcoin portion uh go in there and you know send your bitcoin to to a different wallet I, if, if you're on an iphone consider moon wallet m-u-u-n um android samurai wallet moon wallet m-u-u-n I love Moon Wallet, dude. All my bets this weekend in Georgia were all Moon Wallet. Boss. It's great. Um, I think that's another reason we dumped probably. It wasn't very humble this weekend. <laughs> oh, no? Yeah, what are you going to do? I, I got I got us a buying opportunity, freaks. Is your is your driver still free after the, the last couple yeah. of years? <laughs> Tell that. Dude, that driver, I can hit my driver so well now just because um, I got 21% sats back on it last year and bitcoin was at like through fold up and bitcoin was at like six thousand seven thousand dollars so the sats back alone is worth pretty much double the original cost of the driver so like you automatically play better golf um you automatically play better golf in that situation i think yeah when you know it's just like damn should have bought a whole new set of clubs just in hindsight you know i didn't even think about it I need to get a, a set of clubs. I need to stop using my father-in-law's clubs. It makes me feel like a little boy. I need to get my own clubs. Uh, let's just push this up the list since we mentioned Monero and we're talking about energy pipelines. Colonial pipeline, ransomware attack. Did we talk? Did it happen? It's no, it happened in Friday. between. It started last Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah, they int- you know, it's a, you know, they like to do the ransomware attacks after our HR air, so we can't cover it for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Every, uh, everyone plans their schedule around RHR drop. Yeah, and I'm sure you freaks are aware of it by now. But if you're not, uh, a lot of you freaks are international, so maybe this isn't making it uh, to the global audience. But here in the United States, there was a pipeline, the Colonial Pipeline, the pipeline system, multiple pipelines um, that were subject to a ransomware attack. So, what was it? Dark side. Dark side ransomware group. Yeah, we'll get into this. This is the largest ransomware ever. Yeah, ransomware attack ever. Essentially, they attacked Colonial Pipeline systems. So this is another thing that we need to talk to. I'm, I'm going to get your your views on, or not views, like see what you're hearing. Um, got ransomware attacked, shut down the pipelines going from Houston all the way up the East Coast to New Jersey, um, and as a result, uh, gas, gasoline, jet fuel diesel has not been able to be delivered to gas stations and um, I assume airports as well. So in the Southeast part of the country, particularly Georgia, uh, you're lucky you got out of there, North Carolina, 
Louisiana, Austin, um, storms from Great American Mining. He was telling me he couldn't find gas at a bunch of gas stations. They, the gas stations ran dry. He also had the combination, the pipeline. Did you gas by you? Yeah, I filled up yesterday um, or two days ago. Um, haven't obviously been back, but it's pretty. It's pretty dead down here. There's not a lot of people down here, so I'm not. I'm not too worried where I am. We got uh, we got freak AK in the in the comments saying that yeah, it was the it was billing, billing system. system. It was the invoice. That's what I wanted to say. Like, is that like? But then he said a- the pipeline and the flow is fine. But if the pipeline and the flow is fine, then why do we have shortages everywhere? People, tinfoil hat, Uncle Marty's coming back again. Yeah, they they attack the invoicing system. So like the 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 argument is like they couldn't invoice people, so they weren't comfortable delivering the oil and gas. But it's like ah. Just controlled, controlled demolition, man. Just COVID. I mean, so your original take was, I saw the bent where you said that you thought it was a false flag attack against Bitcoin. Potentially. But, dude, our infrastructure is so fucking vulnerable. Like, I... You but know, again, like this, and I, and I wrongly in that bent, hand up, said that like the pipeline infrastructure was hooked up to the internet it's not it's very manual i've come to learn they literally just ransomware the invoicing system so they can invoice their end clients and that was the justification for not delivering the gas which i find a little weird like maybe you should do it pull out a fucking pen and paper well i mean bloomberg's saying that they paid five million dollars in ransom right so they didn't pay five million dollars in ransom if it wasn't you know a substantial just you know disruption to their operations to call it like a oh like an invoicing sim- system simple like you know how these these like this company's probably been around forever they have like their they have all of their systems in place like everything's built on top of each other and you have like a just a complete lockout of your computers um even if it's just like on the management side completely grind you to a halt controlled demolition man nah, i don't know but yeah, I mean, a lot of these pipelines go back to like pre... I mean, Marty, you literally just spent like an hour ranting about how our infrastructure is fucked. So th- and then now like there, our infrastructure got fucked because it's fucked. And then that's, you know, a false flag. <laughs> I, I was joking. I don't know if it's false flag, but it is a little suspicious because like I was just about to say, these pipelines are pretty old from what I understand, like constructed around world war ii era before the internet so like the literal delivery of the commodities like you're able to do it without the internet pre-internet age and again like this if tinfoil add-on you wanted to push people towards unreliable green technologies be like oh the fucking pipeline system needs to be rebuilt you know what? why don't we just like do green technology now i mean now i'm getting out there but regardless i feel like if anything having this the the pipeline narrative is like it makes you wish that you know our pipeline system was were more robust like you see the value prop of the pipeline exactly exactly and they're shutting down dakota and keystone so it's logically inconsistent though why is that logically like i don't see it just doesn't i like it seems it just does not seem like it's anywhere close to like a false flag to me okay ransomware let's get to the ransomware let's get the dark side like i think like people have been, you know, people in government have been fudding Bitcoin based on the ransomware FUD, which is something we've talked about in the past on the podcast. Um, this idea that, you know, just because a money is used for a ransom doesn't make it inherently criminal when someone gets kidnapped. And, you know, if, if you have to pay the kidnapper in dollar bills in a in a duffel bag, like the dollar bills aren't at fault. 
Um, it's just good money used for a ransom as, as, as it would be used for any other kind of business deal. Um, but like, I don't know if that's necessarily FUD. Like I think, uh, I mean, it's, it's a poor take to blame Bitcoin, but, but the conclusion that our grid and our fucking infrastructure is insanely vulnerable and underfunded and not, we're not prepared at all for, you know, properly funded advers adversarial actors like coming at us um like seems like a valid concern to me like i don't think like we're very prepared as a nation for that shit agreed and as is my thesis has been i believe energy producers are going to become some of the largest bitcoin miners in the world so maybe bitcoin fixes this not directly you're not going to like hash information or like use a fucking bitcoin private key to sign into any systems but if you're leveraging excess energy throughout your production stack as a as a private energy producer you're highly incentivized to make sure it is uh, as secure as possible i mean a lot of these systems i'm sure running on like windows xp and are just getting fucking murked left and right yeah exactly fucking crazy they might not even they may be running on shit older than windows xp yeah um so let's talk about dark side a little bit like gray hats they're considered they're like the McDonald's of the the hack ransomware. Well, they released a like statement. A... They were like, uh, "We didn't mean to cause political geopolitical disruptions. We're just trying to make money." It's all weird. Like, did you see the credit? Obviously, you posted the creds on securities. I think it was on No Bullshit Bitcoin. I saw you retweet it. But like the the back and forth between the the colonial team and the the dark side team it was like the negotiations in the text were so weird. Oh, that was the thing for the freaks. Uh, there's a confusion of Krebs. There's two different Krebs. I don't even think they're related. Oh, yeah. I, that's so weird. So, yes, I got it. There was a Krebs Chris, on. Chris Krebs is the government guy, right? And then Brian Krebs is. Or did I get the, the blogger? The blogger. Yeah. He's the InfoSec guy. So, Brian Krebs is always like. So, Brian Krebs, I've been following. Uh, we've. Right, he's got he's got great takes yeah we shared his reports on rhr many times throughout the years and then this chris krebs guy who was in the uh, the trump administration and i knew that there was a krebs in the trump administration i just assumed it was brian he went on bill maher uh, we talked about this last week or the week before um and i assumed it was brian krebs and he was and he was flooding bitcoin based on ransomware yeah um but now Brian Krebs, not the guy fudding Bitcoin. So he did like a deep dive on so, dark side because the thing is like, it's like uh, a victim of a, it's like a victim of a lot of like uh, assault crimes and stuff, right? Where like these companies, they get hit by ransomware and they don't want to talk about it, right? So they just pay it under the table and then they never release anything public. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of details we don't know about these operations because they just hit people and they, they scale it based on their business. Like in this case, you know, it's the rumor is they paid $5 million. But for instance, like I had a family friend who like her small business got hit. Right. And it was a $7,000 ransom. Right. So they like scale it to try and make it. So it's a, an amount that you'd be willing to pay and you're more likely to pay than um, try and restore a backup or start fresh. Um, so that's an interesting concept. The second thing that's interesting with, with this organization is it appears they sell their software out 
um, just like as a package, like ready to go. So other criminals can then use their software on people. So it's not just them. And, and they were trying to deflect, de, you know, de, deflect blame here, saying they didn't do it. They sold it to someone and that person hacked the pipeline. And they said, um, don't worry, we're going to vet we're going to vet our future clients better in the future, which is fucking hilarious. I see. This is. <clears throat> and then Brian Krebs went did a deep dive based on the last known large ransomware done by this group. And it was a particular organization. And that's where we got a lot of our details that we know right now. Yes. Because Capital Pipeline people aren't talking about it. Capital Pipe, Colonial Pipeline people aren't talking about it. I just got a text. So we get our details from the previous one that's public. I just get a group text. My dad, one of his friends, I haven't talked to. Bitcoin not looking good today. Sorry, Rich. Thanks for thanks for thinking of us. But yes, the Krebs that we like put out. But like, dude. So I'm sitting down with her tomorrow morning. Whitney Webb, be on the lookout for that, freaks. We talked about this last year, like that, like 2021 is the year of the cyber attack, dude. And there's been posturing. You had Jerome Powell on 60 Minutes a couple months ago or last month. Saying that he's not worried about inflation or credit risk in the economy, he's more worried about cyber attacks. Like the, like the the projection and the the preparation, the, the like front running of the narrative, the setup. Again, if I were a conspiratorial dude, I'd be like, yeah, it's a uh, it's a little too convenient. Um, and, and then again, like the the back and forth between Colonial and the 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 dark side client whoever got access to the ransomware it's just like a really too straightforward of a negotiation process it was really weird that they that krebs had all that back and forth text and was able to like publish it like i don't know no but i mean krebs published the previous is the is from the previous uh ransom that was done to a different company oh but that but they were talking that about gave him insight bloomberg about- bloomberg the 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 allegedly the dark side ransomware hackers public they posted a public posting on a tor onion service site on a dark website like a forum or something and bloomberg picked that up and did that that was their you know their public release and that was after the biden administration said they were forming a task force there was like russian hackers or whatnot and then they released their statement via tor yeah um I just would, I, I'm just pushing back here because, you know, the, the idea of, of America not being prepared for cyber attacks is a narrative that has been around for a decade, if not longer. You know, um, this is something that we've heard many, many times. Um, if you repeated it enough, you were going to get some confirmation bias at some point and say that it was unrealistic. You know? That's a good point. It's a good point. I, it should happen more often. Like I feel like we should just be getting fucking hit left and right. What's your uh, what's your favorite like ransom cyber attack movie? I mean, just Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot fucking still haven't watched it. Mr. Robot called this whole thing. I'm a die die hard, live to see another day, or whatever that one was. Live free or die, I think it might have been. And then Speed. Speed was a great like ransom. Dennis Hopper very good in that that movie um yeah i don't know yeah maybe it is confirmation bias because i have talked about that with whitney like twice she was like 2021 year of the cyber attack because they did like some like preparation event like event 210 or whatever it was when they like predicted covid in <laughs> october of 2019 and it played out exactly like they did something similar this time last year as well All right 
tinfoil hat Uncle Marty's going going back in his cage freaks. We gotta get on to the next the next um topic, which is the fact that Michael Saylor MicroStrategy stacks more sats. Twenty million dollars worth? Fifteen million dollars worth? It was fifteen. It was like their little do- dollar cost averaging they do. Average Love price to see of, it. Average price of fifty five thousand three hundred eighty seven. Yeah, it was before the dip. Yes. Um but he also, did you see he replied directly to Elon's uh, tweet, which is it's fun. It's fun seeing billionaires go at each other on Twitter over Bitcoin. Right. Elon, man. God. I regret. I like went, I went like search Marty Bent, Elon Musk to see like what I've, I've, I've stand him pretty hard. Not too hard. Like I'm like, oh, let me suck your dick, Elon. But it's like, like I like SpaceX. I, the fact that you can like send them up again, like how how much does that run? <laughs> Somebody sent a set out. Can't confirm it. Can't confirm or deny whether this is a true stat. But like one rocket going up and landing back on Earth, the amount of jet fuel used in you know, a rocket fuel used in that uh, would be enough to power a car for two hundred years or two hundred cars for a year. What uh, kind of car? I guess just your average. <laughs> Unless they take the. Average. What's your source on that, Marty? <laughs> Somebody responded to one of my tweets last night. That's, that's so just a, just an internet sleuth. Gotcha. Don't know if it's true. Matt, I know I'm frustrating you because I'm just running wild. This one. Recent CPI numbers released. 4.2. I'm in a great mood, Marty. <laughs> Do you think Life I'm Life is good. Good vibes. Firm handshakes. Let's fucking stack some sats. Firm handshakes. We got yingies on deck. Firm handshake. Hell, yo, dude, I'm fucking shook someone's hand in a year. This felt good. <laughs> Your accent changes every time. <laughs> uh, I've been watching a uh, mayor of East town on HBO. And again, because it's in Delco where I grew up, but see, I grew up in Northeast Philly. We moved to Charleston, South Carolina. And then we moved back to Delco. So when we moved to Charleston, they like beat the Philly accent out of me. Um, I couldn't Makes say, sense. Couldn't see water down there. I had to say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. But moving back to Delco, Delco outside the Philly area has like its own distinct accent and like watching the show and watching people like actors, British, the British actress of Rose from the Titanic. Um, the Good old Rose. Tried to do like a Delco accent. It just gives me much joy. She must stack, right? I feel like once you, once you survive a major boating accident, you know, you're, you're predetermined to uh, predestined to climb into the lifeboat that is Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. My dog's sneezing at my horrible joke. Dude, should we jump into some Titanic conspiracy theories? What's Dude. your Titanic conspiracy theory? Not my, I mean, it's not mine. I didn't come up with it, but like one of the theories is that like it didn't hit a fucking iceberg. It was, it was. It sunk. definitely hit an iceberg. It was sunk because they were against the Federal Reserve. That's one of the conspiracy theories. Oh, I did see that one. Yeah, I mean, maybe they placed the iceberg there, or they heard they just placed some bombs and it looked like it. Like, I, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Don't move to Kensington, Philadelphia. It is an iceberg. <laughs> the one, the Kensington in Philadelphia is nothing. I'm looking. I'm sorry. I'm reading the comments. Is nothing like the Kensington in London. If you wanna, if you wanna sit under the Frankfurt Isle and watch people do heroin all day, you can move to Kensington, Philadelphia. Um, the CPI numbers, though, four point two percent, four point one six percent for being more descriptive, uh, shocked a lot of Fed governors. Like, oh my God, this is higher than we expected. It's like, what the fuck did you expect? And this is... It was lower uh, than all of us expected. And <laughs> right? they're like, oh my God, it's 
who saw it coming? Well, that's the thing. And that's, I highly recommend you freaks go listen to the episode I recorded with Maddie Mazinxius. And he actually brings up a good point towards the middle of that episode. We get, like inflation is so hard. Like obviously CPI is bunk. It's not representative of inflation at all. But like, even if you were to try to create your own uh, basket of goods to track inflation, like it still wouldn't be accurate because everybody has different preferences um, uh, and, and different times in which they need to buy things. So one person's basket of goods isn't indicative of everybody. Everybody's got different tastes. Um, but a, a metric that he puts in his quarterly monetary base update, um, which came out today, Q1 2021 came out today. That's why we recorded the episode. Bitcoin is now the number six, the sixth largest base money in the world. X gold seventh, if gold is included, which is pretty massive. 12 years climbed to number six in terms of base money. Um, but when trying to measure the reduction in purchasing power, instead of looking like an inflation index, he says you should look at um, the the value produced by in GDP terms of $1 invested. And he compared $2,000, $1 invested would produce $17 in GDP. And today it's $3. So you basically have like a, a massive inflation of or reduction in purchasing power or productivity of a dollar. It's probably the better way to put it uh, over the last 21 years. So that it's like five X less productive. Which is I mean, good. this is known, right? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's known by the freaks at least. It yeah. shouldn't be news. No, but I like this metric. So it's like, instead of trying to find like, Oh, should we use shadow stats? Should we like use the CPI plus a certain percentage? I think this metric that, is ironclad. You can look at the public data and track it throughout time is, is much better. Fair enough. I mean, I've seen you've been tweeting out. Uh, you are so frustrated right now. I've seen you've been tweeting out uh, Weimar memes lately. Got one. Got some Weimar kids behind me. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Like, dude, the Sounds fact like that- a bad nineties band. <laughs> Weimar things. The, oh, I thought you said Weimar kids. Oh, uh, yeah, Weimar kids. Um, <laughs> so the signs, right? Pipeline shutting down. People are fucking crazy loading fucking plastic bags with gasoline. Uh, Was that confirmed? The gasoline and plastic, the plastic bags. bags, gasoline. I mean, I've seen pictures. I saw pictures and videos. I'm assuming that. Someone said the videos were from, I saw someone else said the videos were from like a hurricane Sandy or, or something. Sandy or something like that. Mm. Maybe we got God. Fuck, I can't trust the internet. Snopes, debunk me. Um, but regardless, pipeline shut down. I think it's a no, well-known fact that gas gas stations were running dry. <laughs> Depending on how long. Earlier this week, Bloomberg came back with an article like even if um, Colonial pipeline system paid the ransom and got the pipelines back up and running, it would take 15 days to still replenish everything. So that's pretty pretty long time i don't know if that's true um that's a bloomberg is my source if you're looking for sources uh i thought i thought you said earlier that that the pipeline was flowing this whole time though and had the ability to flow but the invoicing was shut down gotcha they didn't flow it and that that's one of the stories i heard i was asking if you had more information on that um cannot confirm or deny i mean it makes sense to me that this shit has knock-on effects and fucking you know, the first thing I did was I, you know, filled up my car, made sure that I had, you know, gas. I'm not, I'm not one. 
I'll, I'll be skeptical, but we can uh, still prepare at the same time. You don't have to be an idiot about it. Yeah, but the Weimar thing. So it's like this thing, like he's just see oh, yeah. degradation of infrastructure, even though it was a ransomware attack. Like if people couldn't get gas for two weeks, that would make people very angry and they'd start to lose confidence in the government's ability to control things. And then like, dude, the, um, the other sign that I talked about is the fact that people are just deciding not to go back to work because they're making more on it. Like it's lit. Like we talked about it last year, but like now it's actually happening. Like people aren't going like Chipotle's McDonald's and they're not even getting paid as much as I expected them to be getting paid. Right. So that like, do we have more UBI in the cards. Like, are they gonna, is it going to be more checks for people? Marty, how soon do you think hyperinflation will happen? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think hyperinflation is going to happen within two years? I mean, the CPI is at 4.16% right now. Like, dude. If you think hyperinflation is going to happen in two years, it's just like not, I, I wouldn't say it's the craziest thought. If you think it's going to happen in five years, is it really worth it to argue with people over green energy when we have hyperinflation around the corner? Probably not. Like, that probably just throws everything out the window regardless, right? Stop lecturing me, Matt. Let me rant <laughs> energy people, please. Please. Please let me okay. have this. Yeah, I just, you know, you can have it. I Like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Let them rip. No. Well, if we don't have hyperinflation, we got to err on the side of caution. I'm people. just saying there's no need to be upset in that regard to me because I just think it like... It's like a distraction oh, for the masses. So why are we getting distracted by it? We're above that. I feel very passionate about it, though, considering my line of business outside of this media company. And again, because if you listen to Gamcast, we've had a few people on to describe, and the oil and gas, the oil and gas industry provides very good jobs for people in the middle of the country, a part of the country that's been completely hollow out and destroyed and forgotten and laughed at and called fucking bumfuck cousin fuckers and just scoffed at by the coastal elite the oil and gas industry in north dakota oklahoma throughout the country it provides very good jobs for people with high school education they don't have to go to college yet they can make six figures have a family have a community and like these jobs are being ripped from people the key as soon as biden came in office keystone pipeline done like jobs just gone people like videos of people working on that pipeline crying they're making $120,000 high school educated living in the middle of the country able to buy a home provide for a family and these idiotic policies just completely shit on a part of the country that's been completely decimated over the last five days it's like literally kicking people while they're down and that's why I get passionate I mean I I, I respect that and I'm you know I'm pro energy infrastructure in general pro pipelines in general. Um, but, but I would say that I would echo a concern that you mentioned with the wind turbines um, that when eminent domain is used uh, to line the pipelines, um, yeah. there's probably a lot of, you know, property rights concerns that happen there, which I would be my biggest, that would be the first thing I would think. Like if someone tried to run a pipeline through my future Citadel, I'd, you know, flip shits. Yeah. Or put a turbine up, whatever well, they want to do, or try and kick me off the land. Yeah. Well, how would you feel if like, they, they did eminent domain and they kicked you off your land and they only left like half the pipeline built? I know that'd be worse. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be worse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 
that's why I get passionate about that stuff. But CPI, year-over-year inflation in April, 4.16%. Um, and this surprisingly, you had Fed governors coming out. Be like, oh my gosh, how's it this high? It's like, how could you not expect it to be this high? Like, this just proves how disconnected these academics are, these central planners are from the real world. Anybody looking at a grocery bill, looking, you literally, do these people not drive by gas stations? Do they not see the increase in, in gas prices even before uh, the pipeline shutdown? Like, do they not see what's going on in the housing markets across the country? Like, people literally buying same houses. Offer same day in cash 10 20% over asking. Dude, that shit's scary as fuck, man. Right? Like, is it here? Like, when you're like, how far is it? Like, imagine Bitcoin is dumping in this environment. Right. It just seems like I can't even get, I don't, I'm like tapped out. I can't get more money into the market. I'm feeling massive FOMO. Right. Yeah, I'm as well. Fuck. Yeah. And, and you had the shit coiners and the no coiners pouring on like oh the inflationary environment and bitcoin's dumping it's like uh, that's what i'm saying let them do it i agree like our boy francis now you see he's gonna pen a whole post that the only response should be cry harder bitch francis Poulet. yep what's he doing he's gonna do a whole post that our only response should be cry harder bitch anything more than that is you know ineffective and a waste of time I like that. I can get down with that. Cry. Yeah, it's the same idea as like have fun staying poor, right? Like what happened? Like we're supposed to have our Bitcoin Zen here. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna accumulate. And uh, you know, if if they don't want to participate, then they don't have to participate. I agree. I, I have my Bitcoin Zen. I'm not worried about Bitcoin. That's why you see me talking about like energy and the grids and shit and like cyber attacks more. I'm completely in my Bitcoin Zen zone. I love these dips. It's it, it's it it. Have you been noticing, is this somewhat mirroring 2017 to you? ETH pump. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a fucking, like, people are surprised. Like, Dogecoin is Ripple. It's the same exact shit, you know? It's, it's fucking, but, but bigger numbers. Bigger numbers, more people, more shit coins, more schemes, you know, new, new ideas on, on, on old scams. Dude, once ETH flippings Bitcoin, what's going to stop uh, The flippening narrative, like all it takes is like a couple green candles, you know, stop? a couple weeks of green candles and all the flippening toxic bros come out. And then afterwards, you know, when we're dunking on them, they're going to be like, well, you guys were always mean to us. We never said that we were competing with you. Like it's complimentary. It's not a, it's not a competition. Once Same ETH, shit, man. Once ETH flippings Bitcoin, what's going to stop Doge from flipping Bitcoin? This is always going to happen. When's the tripling going to happen? ETH 2.0, man. It's the future. It's coming. Gonna Infuri- it, it, it can be infuriating if you let it be infuriating. Agreed. Shout out to our boy, full-time Bitcoin, made me aware in the comments. And Elon just responded to Michael Saylor. Um, and it's just a bunch of Bitcoin energy FUD articles. Like, oh. Suck my Let's- dick, Elon. <laughs> full-time bitcoin i know you're a tesla bull tesla's fucking suck dude i'm sorry <laughs> kidding um, kidding i love you thank you for the cigar bitcoin bit block boom 2019 yeah this is interesting u.s government is probing binance yeah this was the second piece of fud this was the fud that knocked us back down today <laughs> the fud is like 2017 all over again too 
But this time we have like the FUD goes through Bloomberg terminals in all caps. Like we never had that one before. <laughs> you know That's what? exciting. When the FUD comes freaks, you just go. <laughs> just cheer. Cheer on the FUD. Bring it all. It's coming. Yeah, but the it finance- feels so good, man. We still got a fucking edge. Just embrace it. Yeah, what's what's happening to Binance? The IRS, the U.S. government's trying to make sure there's no money. No, it's fine. But Binance like released a statement like we will bend the knee. We've always bent the knee. Like <laughs> what? Like it's it's just same old bullshit. Yeah, I um, I don't assume you've used Binance, but I actually got a Binance question today. Are, is Binance trying to force people to use their token to like move coins on their exchange? Because somebody was like, "Oh, they no, they have." I mean, I'm not really sure. I haven't used it ever um but uh they have like a ethereum competitor that's just like a super centralized copycat of ethereum and that is supposed to be a quote-unquote decentralized exchange and that requires the use of bnb if my my understanding is correct Um, are they like bnb is a centralized shitcoin that also comes with regulatory uh concerns uh because it is probably considered an unregistered security by regulators um so if you own any consider it basically zero at any moment that could happen yeah yeah be aware but like is there are they trying to force people like are they gouging probably they shocking kyc you know like CZ is a businessman. He's a fucking hustler, but he's always looking for another edge to, you know, make more money and pump the price of BNB or pump whatever scheme he's got going on. CZ, you guys don't. That's even why, know. like, if you think he's gonna like act in good faith as like a ten percent uh, hash rate pool on Bitcoin, um, like, I have a bridge to sell you. I have some shit coins to sell you if you believe that shit. Agreed. Should we go into like CC's history before Binance? Do you guys know about the the OK Coin wood chipper? OK Casino. OK Casino. CZ's been been running casinos since the early days, freaks. Be aware. Be aware. Grayscale talking about. I don't want to call them a casino. They have a, a bit higher pedigree than casino, I would say. Uh, Bitcoin Trust hits record discount of over twenty percent. Barry shoveling billions of dollars in now. Dude, something's really bad. Something's really rotten over there. What yeah, what do you think? Cuz Barry's just shoveling money in. It's like that uh that How do, how does oddly how fair does parent, fairly odd parents? If if everything was okay over there, that 20% discount would get bought the fuck up so easily. Right? It seems like well, and then that's the other, you and know, like what? allegedly like BlockFi is like major exposed to that trade. So, well, you know what? They're know. probably freaking not your out. keys, not your coins. If these types of environments, especially in bull markets with regulatory pressure and FUD coming out about Binance and Elon coming after Bitcoin and just at any moment you could have major, major fucking moves in terms of price. I mean, this was the second time in like three weeks that we had a downward move that that liquidated as many fucking as much Bitcoin as the March move. Um, They're just like normalized now. And in those situations, that's when you start to see trouble happen in exchanges and people lose their fucking money at custodians. 
So like you got to be extra fucking careful and and really Bitcoin Zen is reached when when you're holding custody yourself. Honestly, it's like the the best peace of mind you can you can bring to yourself is custody your keys, freaks. Um, but there's a Twitter account I've been following him for a while. Really like his account Macroscope Seventeen, and this is like why if I were Barry, I'd be worried. Um, and maybe one and one of the reasons why he's shoveling money into this, he's been just basically scouring SEC filings um, for for institutions piling in the Bitcoin. And over the last two days, he's he's uh, documented a, a bunch of uh, institutions piling in the GBTC. And the filing today is from yesterday, sign signcast management. So obviously, we have all the the quarterly earnings reports coming out now since Q1 is over. Uh, Signcast Management, based in Princeton, New Jersey, reported owning 55,000 shares of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust as of March 31st. Uh, filing today, Essex Investment Management, based in Boston, reported owning 45,292 shares of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust as of March 31st. Uh, Formable Asset Management, based in Cincinnati, reported owning 41,725. Uh, Morse Asset Management, 63,364. So you have all these like large asset managers and institution that have been dumping into GBTC in Q1. It's coming at this discount. Do you think they're dumping because of the discount or? Well, they're buying into it. Yeah. So that should be good for GBTC, but the fucking discount goes lower and lower. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. Unless something's really, really fucked. What's disconnected there? A lot of people, I think a lot of people were doing the fucking carry trade. Yeah. And, and they got caught with their fucking pants down. They loaned a bunch of fucking Bitcoin to do the trade and they got caught with their pants. down. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we always see narratives get played out where people say like, this is the reason for a dump. This is the reason for the dump. People are always going like dump hunting for narratives, but a lot of times there's like, shit happening behind the scenes that's getting priced in. Um, and, you know, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's dramatic concern behind the scenes over this shit. Like it, and I, I, I am sympathetic to people who say that this feels like the newest tether FUD. Um, but I would say it feels to me more like the Gox FUD, which turned out to not be FUD, but that's what someone who is tether FUDing would say. So I don't fucking know, but but all I know is you're fucking crazy if you're holding it in one of these custodians that's connected to this shit. And like, I'm not saying you should sell your Bitcoin. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying you should fucking stay humble and stack sats. But like, you better, you're not stacking if you're not, you're fucking keeping it with the custodian. So just be wary, freaks. Like there could be some crazy shit that happens and and you just, as long as you don't have leverage, as long as you're 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 humble, as long as you have custody of your keys, um, you're insulated. Agreed. Agreed. Bring that peace of mind. And speaking of Tether, you mentioned Tether. There was Tether news today, too. We don't have on the list. Because it was like a non-story. It was a non-story to me because they didn't say like, oh, 50% of our assets are in Bitcoin. <laughs> they like listed what's backing their... Um, what's backing their 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 usd tether and it's like t-bills savings accounts right it's like whatever yeah. it's like what you would expect and you have to trust them on it yeah that was weird somebody was like only 3.87 percent 
was back for reserve, but then you go to the story, it's like as of March 31st, Tether held nearly 76 of its reserves in cash and cash equivalent. The real That's- bid for next. Um, bid for next was this guy who funded tether since $800 and said that when Bitcoin was at $800 that it was going to dump because of tether and me and him got into so many different arguments on Twitter. This is one of the reasons Marty, where I say it's just not even worth it. The energy shit. And he just, he deleted his tweets and blocked me. And like, it was just like such a fucking waste of time. People can't even go back and learn from it because he was a fucking bitch about it. And the real nail in the coffin was fucking Coinbase adding Tether. Coinbase is a fucking hyper-regulated company that's publicly traded that like does every single cut coiner thing and would never fucking, you know, they, they, they're very, they try and be as compliant over the top as possible. And they added Tether as a, as a trading pair on their, on their exchange. So game set match on that one tether fight doesn't exist i saw like some traditional I mean, it's still a third party you shouldn't trust them but yeah it's not but it's not moving the bitcoin price it'd be super bullish for bitcoin if they fucking went down anyway right everyone would just panic and go into bitcoin yeah that's the only place they can go with their tether right? at least at least the you know the anons the non-regulated types yeah well that's actually one thing I wanted to touch on the dark side that you touched on on Citadel Dispatch. We don't know yet. It hasn't been clear if it's paid in Bitcoin or Monero, but I think you brought up a good point. It's hard for some people to stomach, hard for some people to come to grips with, but is, I believe you described it as a canary in the coal mine. If Yeah, so the last, so the one that Krebs, Krebs on security was talking about the last one, and that's the one we know about uh, because capital pipeline hasn't uh capital the colonial pipeline hasn't released anything um specifics and if you look none of the articles mention bitcoin or monero none of the, they they never mention either they just say cryptocurrency um the 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 one before this um there was a 20 percent discount if you paid in monero um, so they accepted Bitcoin or Monero and it was a 20% discount if you pay Monero. And my comment was, it's kind of like they're pricing, they're, they're saying that it costs 20% to use Bitcoin privately. Yeah. And Anthony was like, it's probably going to mixing fees and. Yeah, it's expensive to use Bitcoin privately. That maybe even transitioning into Monero. You'd have slippage if you were transitioning into Monero, if you mixed and then transitioned to Monero. I mean, 20% is probably a little bit high, but it's like kind of, it's just interesting to me. It's like kind of a free market price on, on uh, privacy. No, I think you made a really good point in that. I don't want to call it a rant, but that it's not a rant, whatever that your explanation of this thing, like, Hey, like if Bitcoin doesn't work for criminals, it's really doesn't work as a digital money. Right. Well, I just like in historically speaking, like criminals are especially very successful global criminals that make a lot of money. They're on the cutting edge. Right. And they're they're exploring, you know, how to use these things. So if 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 they think it's 20 percent worse for them to accept Bitcoin, then that's that's a data point that we should be taking into account. And we should you know, be focused on making it easier for people to use Bitcoin because the average user 
that isn't conducting ransomware all the time is going to be way less equipped to be able to handle this type of thing. Now, one thing to keep in mind, though, is um, that there's not a direct proportion in terms of it doesn't scale linearly, linearly if you're trying to use Bitcoin privately. The larger amounts is worse. There's probably like a middle ground percentage wise where like if it's too little, then it costs a lot percentage wise because of on-chain fees. But as you get more, you know, your volume is just so high. Like if you're trying to be, you know, like the Bitfinex hackers, 100,000 Bitcoin, you know, you're trying to hide 100,000 Bitcoin and these, these coin join implementations aren't using that much, right? So it's really hard to, to it'll be more expensive to, to use it privately in that situation um, than if you were trying to, you know, pay a $100 bar tab or something. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Add some liquidity to coin join freaks. Get tap activated. We didn't uh, not that it's gonna solve all of our privacy issues, but it'll certainly help and lead us in the right direction. I did not mention this when we were looking at Clark's dashboard, but this epoch where uh, forty two or trailing block signal is forty two point nine percent of the blocks um, have been signaling for taproot. You think it's gonna activate this period? Because freaks it resets every difficulty period. It's supposed to be ninety percent of blocks signaled in a difficulty period. I was talking with one of the pool operators and DMs earlier this week. He's pretty confident. Like in the next two or three, I don't know about this one. It's not going to happen. This one. No, I don't think this one. Uh, you still got like via BTC. Um, They're going to play games with us, man. Quit playing games with my heart. If you really want it, you have to start prepping the user activated soft fork. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like looking at uh, was it merch that did the uh, the node breakdown? Like only something like thirteen percent of nodes are running the latest version of corn, corn core. Yeah, I mean that should be a upper limit because obviously you can easily run many of them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess someone could be spamming the other side, but at least the absolute number should be considered an upper limit rather than the percentage. Which is why we have proof of work because that's verifiable. With nodes, it's not verifiable. That's what I'm trying. Like I saw Francis tweeting about this earlier this week too. Like there's so little nodes that have upgraded to like the Tapper activated version of Core. If you're just like abdicating this to minor, like does that show that people aren't as gung ho about Tappert as they should be? Are people being complacent? And if miners do activate it, and only let's say thirteen percent, again upper limit, have done it, have upgraded. People are just going to wait and see if like Tappert gets activated and people start working with it, will they then upgrade after? And if they don't like it, do they just stay on? Look, we should be happy people aren't upgrading quickly. I agree. Bitcoin is resistant to change. It's very difficult to change. This is a feature, not a bug. Yeah, but I'm I'm trying to reconcile like the urgency that seems to be um, existing throughout the quote-unquote community or at least people like to be loud on twitter about it yeah 
That's different than people actually upgrading their nodes. I was thinking about it this week. Laser eyes were our weak moment. It's like one thing that like me and you always see eye to eye on is like never put like the thing in your in your like Twitter thing. That was a top. That was like a local top laser eyes. Right. 200K by conference day. <laughs> Matthew. There were a lot of signs that we were at a local top freaks. Stay humble. 200K by conference day still in play. We got we got the Bitcoin car between now and then. We've got three weeks. 500 Ooh. Bitcoin car. We didn't talk about that. Let's talk about that. How fucking dope is that? Fucking Bye. legend, man. Yeah, I mean, we should. We talked to Jack about this. We should talk about this. Like, this is going to be massive. So, any 500, like, veteran. What's his name? Edwards? Ed Carpenter. Ed Carpenter. Edward Carpenter. There we go. Um, I was going to say Chris Edwards. It's Ed Carpenter. Uh, decided to forego um sponsorship official sponsorships and he's a bitcoiner he's got laser eyes on his profile um but he yeah it's uh the car is gonna be decked out in bitcoin no sponsors uh jack mollers has been leading this initiative with him and i believe russell coon has been helping out as well uh, but they want to raise um a i believe seven million dollars uh for i believe sorry million. this is a very important topic marty but btc sessions just came into the comments Yes, Ben. I already acknowledged that on my own that that was a local top, but but thank you for reminding us. I thought you, you couldn't see the comments. Um, I can see the comments. I got. I can only choose between the comments and the news and the and the list, so I choose the comments because I'm gonna always be with my ride or dies. Um, yeah. So I mean, they're 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 raising. They're gonna raise a shit ton of money for Bitcoin development. Yeah, open source development. Yeah, which is fucking awesome, and it's just. Uh, the car is number 21, oh, and that's just a coincidence. Right. It's pretty baller. So we're going to win the Indy 500, and then we're going to pump past 200K the day after. And then the <laughs> conference is going to be two days after that. All the, all, the, uh, all the opportunists are taking over. Did you see Emily Ratajkowski or whatever her name is? She just, <laughs> she just like posted new prof, new prof pick laser eyes and then it's just like launching my nft next week <laughs> it's the newest thing uh <laughs> i like laser eyes buy my shit coin yeah <laughs> brady too he did the same exact thing he launched he's like got his the goat put his his laser eyes on and he was like join my nft website nft oh dude i got an email this week about nft somebody's like hey somebody introduced me to one of their friends like marty really respect your opinion like i got a friend who was <laughs> nfts and i just respond i'm gonna save you a bunch of time and effort like just their noise their fad they'll fade away i'm not discussing this any further your spot is like we'll see what the market says i was like all right good luck buddy i've decided this cycle i'm just gonna let the freaks handle this shit and i guess you too marty because i mean you seem to be oh i'm like, again. like I'm not worried. I'm just going to have my Bitcoin Zen. Like I don't care. None of this is a threat to Bitcoin. It's a threat to the people that trade it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to try and ignore it as much as possible. <laughs> my boy Caleb from Barstool. He, I saw that he just like tags you and things. He just texted me earlier this week. He's like, "Dude, Ascoin, man, what should I do?" And I, I was like, "I don't know." And he like sent me a screenshot of like it was up like 700, percent but it was like 0.0000000005 Bitcoin. I was like, how volume? I was like, what the? No, no, like that was like the unit. Uh, 
like in big it was in bitcoin terms it was like such like it was like scams it, pump the hardest freaks this it was is like, known it was like 58 sats a coin i was or less this is that. known i was like what it was less than 58 sats but it was like i was like how, what is the total supply of this coin i like just went to go look it up found it and just like it was your typical like 2013 2017 shit coin try you get like the one boot down like all the way up like parabolic and it was literally at the, like the top of that parabolic i was like dude sell this right now like the screenshots are on twitter somewhere he's like nah man i'm holding on to ass forever he, he dm me today he was like yeah dude i should have fucking sold that it's like classic that's how you learn you touch the stove you learn ask or you don't yeah, like come rock the, the the shit coins this time around are so lazy. Like 2013, you had like they were always lazy. I don't know, man. The pump, the ones that pumped the most were always the laziest ones. Come rocket, <laughs> come rocket. There's a come rocket out there right now. That's actually like it's not traded on Coinbase, but you can find it in Coinbase's market section. Like they should be ashamed of themselves. Like how how, how do you <laughs> end up in that situation? Are you surprised they wrote a blog post on shitcoin? Is that a coin? I there well, it was like a turd coin or something. It's like a, a pretty a, clever name for a shitcoin, right? And it's true. But God, what are you gonna do? I like just stay on one stack. Just not worth the time. What do you so we we haven't even seen the crazy shit yet. That's what you people don't realize. No, no. It's like it's only going to get worse from here. It's yeah. going to get significantly worse from here. It's going to get so crazy. You're going to see like Vitalik with a girlfriend. Like Tom Brady's barely shilled anything yet. Fucking Zuck has a goat named Bitcoin now, and another one named like, Max. Is that in a subliminal message? That's what no. They, also, they're not pet goats. He eats them. So, so like. <laughs> He sacrifices them. He doesn't even eat them. He just sacrifices them. I believe he eats them. Yeah. Didn't he feed one to Jack Dorsey? <laughs> I don't know about that. Not one of these goats. A different goat he had. Dude's I, just like living in Hawaii. Fucking Zuck's living in Hawaii. Just like shit posting with his goats to Bitcoin Twitter. Yeah. This one's named Bitcoin. I'm going to eat it. Is he a robot? I don't know. Dude. But bet- between the Indy 500 and all the shit that's surrounding the conference, because whenever you have the, first of all, this conference is going to be like a festival. Like the target right now is 12,000 people in person. My guess is going to be over 20,000 people in like the Miami area for it. The Mayweather fights the same fucking weekend. Oh, shit. And you're going to have Indy 500. The Bitcoin car is going to win the fucking race like the fucking week beforehand. And you're going to have all of that together with all the different event, like announcements, people, the companies make around the conference around the festival. We're going back. It's going to be ridiculous. Like if you're looking at like 50 K Bitcoin right now and, and you have panic instead of FOMO, I just don't know what the fuck is going through your head. And like, we should see other people reverse juju. We're going down to 20 K because of all this hype, dude. I'm fine (laughs) with it. Win, win. You're gonna have somebody at the Indy 500. They're gonna, they're gonna be, they're gonna the Indy 500 tailgate. It's gonna be people getting Bitcoin tattoos in the fucking tailgate, and that's that's gonna be the like, all right, we're going lower, we're going lower, and now we're transitioning to software updates. Fully noted version 0.2.17 has been released. If you're running fully noted, make sure you check it out. Blue Wallet version 6.1.2 has been released. Uh, is there something big in here? No. 
They no, recently added chat open. They recently added a uh, coin control. That was a couple of. Oh yeah, blue wallet like added the option to remove tracking, which was just like, what kind of tracking was in there beforehand? <laughs> and why is it optional to remove it? And if you're running Blue Wallet, it's something I've been recommending a lot, and you might want to turn off the tracking. Uh, you talked about this on Citadel Dispatch this week. Wait, with... To be clear here, fucking... Are you um, reading the comments and responding to them? Sorry, continue. No, you go ahead. If you want to be clear here, Tina is a is still a bear. I was right on that call. Like he was being too bearish, and he's since he's since rectified and and gotten more bullish again. So, regardless of where we go in the short term, I was still correct on that call. I think we lost Tina to Clubhouse. I haven't seen that guy in forever. He doesn't call me anymore. He doesn't DM me. Tina, what the hell, man? He he he's the king of Clubhouse. He thinks he's the coolest guy out there, just screaming at people. I'm a bear. I'm a bear. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I was going to segue into Sorry. the crux of your conversation on Citadel Dispatch this week, which was the lightning network analysis from Anthony Roning, uh, Ronning, excuse me, um, basically diving into, I mean, long-term freak, long-term freak legend. It's great formerly, to have him on. Formerly, I met him in Bitblock Boom briefly. For, I met him in Austin briefly um, when I was there. Formerly a bit bot, or a bottle pit, correct? Uh, he's an independent contractor that that does some work for bottle pay. There we go. As well, that's why I thought that. Um, yeah, but he did a current state of the Lightning Network privacy uh, breakdown. I read about it in the panel Monday. Matt had him on Citadel Dispatch on Tuesday. Three hours with open arms. Yeah, very thorough analysis. Uh, like there's so much nuance that goes into it, like opening channels, closing channels, closing channels. When you have a private channel running, uh, you leak some data, uh, how you invoice rendezvous, um, invoices, PTLCs. It just leaks left and right. Just go read the article freaks or, or listen to the dispatch or do both. Yeah. IP, IP address on the, on well, the- that one's one that we have just, hammered home i think pretty well to the freaks i also think we prepared the freaks pretty well in terms of they should only be funding their shit with coin join utxos um i mean those two things combined from a practical standpoint um significantly bump up your privacy uh than if you didn't do either of those so just like and and to the point where you know, I mean, we were one of the first ones rattling the the drums, but nowadays all the major packages automatically tour by default, okay. right? It didn't. That wasn't always the case. No. So that's that's massive by itself. And I'll then, give props to you. You're always um, one, whenever we have somebody building on Lightning, you're like, yo, tour by default, tour by default. Exactly. And now we're, you know, I don't think anyone can argue that we haven't talked about CoinJoin incessantly. So. No. Um, ooh. That wasn't something that wasn't on the list, but I found interesting. We got tagged in it. God says hodling that he had like a bounty on Blue Wallet for like a post mix. Um, it was for connecting QR code, connecting to your node via QR code, which is also something that I think is super important. Um, and uh, it just makes it way easier to be an Uncle Jim because Uncle Jim, if you're hosting a node for your friends and family, 
what easier way for them to connect to it than just scanning a QR code and instantly connecting through Tor without um, any kind of router configuration or firewall configuration. And this is something that Samurai was way ahead on. Um, and I've always loved about their, their full node setup because it's very easy to Uncle Jim it. Um, and fortunately, like a lot of the Lightning wallets have, have integrated it as well. Um, you know, Zeus and Zap and those types of remote connections uh, use their own QR you use their own QR code format to, you know, connect back to that node. Um, and that's the cleanest way to do it. So he had a bounty on that. Um, and I guess previously before that, he had a bounty on Tor support. So between the two of them, now you can have Tor and you can connect via QR code. Um, and then there was another bounty on Breeze to enable LNURL pay, which is awesome. Uh, but that one hasn't been solved yet. I think that's a 1.2 million sat bounty. And then previously, Zeus had two bounties that the big one for me was that they got Tor integrated natively on iOS and Android. I really like the concept of bounties. I think it's something we're going to explore at OpenSats. Um, I think it's like a really effective way of channeling, uh, you know, open source uh, improvements specific open source improvements people want to see. Yeah. Uh, the, the bounty program. I mean, like I think you mentioned Zeus has been doing it. Like it, it works. It works. They build incredible stuff. Um, I have another software update, Christopher Allen from, uh, from the blockchain commons. Wanted me to make everybody aware that blockchains commons is working to advance the state of cryptocurrency wallets with interoperable specifications um, they've got many ongoing initiatives going right now. They've updated their QR code standardization attempts. Um, so if you freaks want to look into that, and it's obviously you can't force standardization against wallets, but I mean, the development community, Andrew Chow's been pushing this, uh, like just make it some agree on some really cool one they have is the animated QR codes for PSBTs because it's, it's a big, it's a big file. So you can't do it in a single QR code. Yeah, um, so they've uh, they've got their URQR wallet interoper interoperability specs um, live now. Um, so we'll link to that tweet as well if you guys want to check that out. If you're a developer specifically, uh, it's like, really. I'm cool. completely fine with with you know the elites all choosing to go into like proof of stake currencies. Like let no. them fucking do it. Run. Let them learn. Run. Are you still reading no. the comments? Let them learn. Let them, you, no, I just organically came this, up with this. Why did you go off on this random tangent? I just organically came up with this thought. Like, like if if they want to explore proof of stake and they want to go down that route, let them learn the fucking hard way. Like in the meantime, I'll just keep stacking. You know, like that. That's that's my edge. Like that's fucking fantastic. Like why do we care if they fucking do that? I mean, if if the working class is getting led down, and you know of a failed path and they're going to get burnt. Like I'm going to scream off the top of my lungs. But if these like rich people that think they know better go down this path, like I'm completely cool with that. They're LARPing because there's a climate emergency. Oh my God. We need to use proof of stake. It's better. It's more environmentally friendly proof of work with a difficulty adjustment exists because proof of stake is inherently centralizing. It is literally replicating the system that Bitcoin was built to replace. Have fun with proof of stake. 
physiognomy, physiog, I can't fucking ever pronounce this word when I try to say it live on air. Physiognomy. Still not right. You guys know what I'm trying to say. Maybe it's mean. Is Vitalik really like the, the inventor of <laughs> the global world computer, new economic paradigm? Uh, no. Selling <laughs> or Ethereum selling. If you're looking for an answer, no. Selling quantum computing scams to people. Hey, um, hey, supposedly like Sailor and Elon are going at it about proof yeah, of what, stake right now. I, pu I pulled it up right about proof of stake. Isn't it? Uh, Elon came out and shared Ars Technia uh, article on private equity firm revives <laughs> zombie fossil fuel power plants buying Bitcoin marketplace. Uh, Statue or crypto miner. Yes. I look forward to them trying proof of stake. I, I think, you know, I don't know what Ethereum is waiting for. They should just pull the trigger right now and just jump right into it. Yeah, no, I agree. The sailor basically responded to Elon being like, look, they're, they're re-fashioning re, uh, fossil fuel plants for Bitcoin mining. And he was like, Bitcoin offers 8 billion people a superior technology to guarantee so human rights to property, as well as a solution to the global problem of inflation and currency devaluation, which creates $10 trillion in economic damage per year. Isn't the fossil fuel mix second order? Yes, it is. Thank you, Michael. That's the other thing. Like if we usher in a Bitcoin standard, it adjusts the opportunity cost. The fiat monetary system wastes infinitely more energy than Bitcoin mining ever will because it enables the ability to print money ex nihilo and then push it towards uh, initiatives that, shocker, use energy. Like if you go on a sound monetary system and you increase the opportunity cost to allocate capital, things are going to get allocated Capital is going to get allocated to things that absolutely need that energy. It's going to reduce, ener I don't want to say energy waste, because like, how do you waste energy? Unproductive. I feel like we haven't talked about this at all this episode. So <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be great if we talked about it some more. <laughs> I love how the green screens for like going through the anglings. Um What was that supposed to be, like Mighty Ducks? I don't know what it was. So it was just like a rally. Ducks, ducks, ducks. Ducks fly together. Cocks fly together. All the cucks fly together to POS. It's happening. All the cucks are flying together to POS. Hey, we're just going to store our stuff on Coinbase. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Where are we at, Matt? Where are we at? I'm completely lost right now. Oh, you can't see the list. Yeah, I can't see the list, bro. It's all you. We're on to our boy Gladstein. I didn't see the Cato Institute article. Uh, he dropped that today. He's just been fucking on fire. Dude's like a fucking content king over there. It's not like an article. It's like a tome. It's got chapters and shit. Yeah, this one he's been working on for fucking months. It just happened to come out today. Um, it's fucking good. So it's about uh, surviving a, a post-cash world. Yeah, I haven't read it. Which yet. is something that I've been harping on for fucking ever. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I think it's extra important that we improve Bitcoin privacy guarantees before we lose the cash, because cash, cash right now gives us a lot of privacy itself. I'm surprised you don't have this on the list. I wrote about it yesterday in the band, as well as the other article that we have on our list from Alex Gladstein, which is check your privilege, Western elites. You, you fucking dirty. I have that one on there too. I know. I know you have that one on there. Uh, one, did you see the NIDIG consumer report? That was from January, Marty. Was it? 
Did you see the other part of the survey where it said 72% of respondents said that they would switch banks? They would switch banks if they started offering crypto custody and they would send it into the bank? No, 80% would send their Bitcoin to... So that's what I wrote about yesterday. I was like, hey, to the bank. That was great. There's, there's, I didn't know that was from January. Right? That's bearish as fuck. Uh, that's what I said in the Wake the fuck up. Oh, sorry, Marty. Do you not read the bent? <laughs> well, at least you know I had the same original thought as you. <laughs> it's... 46 million Americans own Bitcoin. I thought this was released yesterday. I didn't realize it was from January. Um, so Ben is... Yeah, if you look at the date. It's partially January. wrong. That's too much work. Uh, it's because yeah. Nick Carter tweeted it. Yeah. And then all the new. engagement accounts all tweeted it out, pretending like... Because they don't check their sources. They just, just tweet it out right away. So then it entered the news cycle like, fresh. And guilty. Um, yeah, 80% of people are like, yeah, I'd let my bank hold my Bitcoin. What the fuck? Well, everyone was running with the 46 million Americans and it's super bullish that 46 million Americans hold Bitcoin, but then they say 80% are waiting for their bank to just send it into their bank. Even Nick, Nick, are you spook? Like literally the, you screenshotted the 46 million Americans literally right under is like 80% would hold it in the bank. Like how do you not just drift your mouse down like two inches and catch that stat as well? You know. That's looking for some. That's looking for some engagement. That's some engagement whoring there. Bullishness sells. So does fear mongering. Those are the two things you'll get. That's one thing. For like the most part, you send out a nice, nuanced tweet. You're just going to get very humble engagement on that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, the newsletter to get some humble engagement. Uh, yeah, the one good thing is, is that we're not proof of stake. So if they want to all send their fucking coin to banks. I'm cool with that too. You know, it- but. Makes they're going to send all their proof network. of stake. They're going to send all their proof of stake tokens to banks, and and fucking Goldman Sachs is going to be like the leading validator of your fucking chain. And like, where the fuck, what, where the fuck did you go wrong? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, but I, I mean, that's how you create that bifurcation in the network, Marty. Yeah. Every coin that goes into one of these regulated institutions. Like, I feel like for every coin that goes in, like two don't come out or something. Or every two that go in, one doesn't come out. That's, would, that's the actual. Or every four that goes in, one doesn't come out. I feel like 25 to 50% of them are going to be stuck in those institutions forever and never come out. Well, if this fucking surveys, any indication it's going to be more than that. It's like, what the fuck, people? Like, uh, that's it. So that's it. That's why I thought it was released this week because Nidig had the announcement last week that they're going to be custodying and enabling and partnership with FIS uh, for 300 plus banks in America to begin selling Bitcoin to their clients. So I thought it was like piggybacking on that announcement. Love They might have, you know, maybe they did this, did the thing in January, but then only publicly released it after they announced the product that they built based off of the survey that they did in January. But if you go to the post, it's dated January, but I don't, if, you know, we're super in tune with, with the with the daily news, the weekly news. We've been doing this show every week for whatever long, fucking three years now. The I don't remember this study. Neither do I. But if you go to their website, it says January 2021 on it. Yeah. And you're right, though. They did just announce the product that seems like was designed after they did the survey. <laughs> right. Like, it seems like the survey was used to sell to the banks. Like, hey, you're you're Well, they saw the survey probably and they were like, oh, shit. Like a lot more of them would fucking move banks if. Uh... Yeah, exactly. And then they sold it to the banks. They're like the people who move from Citibank to you if you offer Bitcoin. Yeah. It's a lot of. Yeah. Well, we'll watch this space. 
I mean, why are you going to do that, guys? You're better, if you want your hands hold, use like Casa or Unchained and, and then don't give up custody. Give them one key. Collaborative custody. Yeah. Disclaimer. They'll hold your hand. You still have to trust them with your privacy, but at least you have... At least they have to fucking take it from you. At least you can hop on a boat and fucking... You don't have to ask permission <laughs> to withdraw it in the future. You can hop on a boat and escape to Cuba and uh, get your get your UTXOs out of that multi-sig vault if you wanted to. Yeah, I would have uh, so much anxiety if if I have anxiety when I have like you know two hundred dollars on Cash App and they're a sponsor of the podcast. Like if I flip shits, like if they they can't close my withdrawals, like I you know for whatever it's worth, like I'm a VIP customer over there, and <laughs> well, I have fucking I have no fucking FOMO. We don't get no preferential uh, treatment at Cash App. Well, I mean, I think it would be really bad for them if they froze my account is all I'm saying. I, you know, I've never seen it, but, uh, and I still don't trust them with $200 in the account or like $300 in the account. Yeah. And it's not even that you don't trust them. It's just you don't trust the U S government from clamping down on them and be like, no, I just don't trust centralized third parties holding my fucking money. Right. No, it's a pair like freaks. I mean, I'm sure most of you listening to this this point has already been driven into your deep into your psyche and into your mind. But if you're new to this podcast and you have Bitcoin, don't, I don't want to say rush, don't rush into it, but learn, learn how to take custody of your UTXOs practice. Practice makes perfect. There's a lot of people that just get complacent like, I'll figure it out eventually, eventually. And then eventually turns out to be too late. Don't again, don't rush into moving your whole stack into personal custody. If you're a little wary and you're new to it, Start practicing, start getting familiar with the best practices, with the creation of private public key pairs and securing seed phrases, multi-sig, backing up derivation paths. Start teaching yourself, start educating yourself. Again, would not be surprised if... There's going to be a big one this cycle, at least one. You think a hack? There's going to be a big something. There's always lessons. There's going to be at least, I mean, look what's happening in Turkey. You right. know, we're, we get very U.S. centric on this show, but, but Turkey had the lesson. You know, I would not, if you entered this whole, you know, period of them going after Bitcoin um, while they're holding your keys in these exchanges that, you know, two of the largest ones, you know, just get taken down because of foul play or whatever at the same exact time, um, you should be shitting in your pants on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And that could happen anywhere, really. I mean, probably less likely in a country like America, but it could happen anywhere. Wow. I'm surprised to hear that from you. Someone believes everybody can get 6102. I, I mean, I, I, if once again, you know, there's some nuance there, right? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if, if you're just going to take for granted that you're going to be able to withdraw all the time, um, then I mean I just I feel like what have you not gotten any texts from like buddies asking how to withdraw from Robinhood? <laughs> All right. Because I've gotten a lot of those texts. And it's, you know, we're watching the normalization. Like it's uh I mean, if you look if you New York is like a perfect example here. I mean, if you're looking for an example of a shithole in America, uh the if you want to withdraw Bitcoin, if you want to use a service that lets you withdraw Bitcoin in 
like actually take custody of your Bitcoin in uh, New York. There's not many of them. Like River doesn't work here. Strike doesn't work here. Um, Ramp doesn't work here. Wire doesn't work here. Kraken. I think Kraken works in New York. No, right? Jesse Powell is like fuck New York. I don't want to. No, right, Coinbase works. Gemini works. Cash App works, and I think and Swan I think works. And those are like your only options. You have more not. You have more of the non-withdrawal. The Robinhood works. PayPal works. Venmo works. <laughs> the the non-withdrawal options work in New York. Cash App definitely works. Yeah, but Cash App's limits are so low that it's it almost like a it's almost like a it's like as close as you're gonna get to a withdrawal ban without without actually fully banning it, right? I mean, we talked about this last week, freaks. The the folks at Cash App are working on it. They know it's not even just the it's not even just that. I mean, the because it runs on debit card rails, like my bank. I mean, it's probably also I don't want to dox my bank. It's probably also an issue with the bank, where the bank won't let me. I can only transfer $700 a day into cash app on the fiat side. Like that's a tight door. They made like a very tight door there. 700 a day. Yeah. Have you, have you tried to transfer more than that from your bank into cash app? Yeah. I've done more than that this week. Okay. So that's probably my bank then. I, yeah, I bought the dip last night. I had to buy, I bought on cash app. I, I bought $700 worth. I bought, I bought <laughs> more. I got loaned it out. I bought more than that last night. Yeah. It wouldn't let me. That's weird. I have a bisque order and uh, hopefully it gets hit. But uh, yeah, it, it limits out on uh, on my bank side too and the withdrawal side. Yeah. wonder if it's your bank limiting that. I mean, my it wife, definitely is. My but wife, it's because it's like a debit card charge, yeah. right? Isn't yours linked via debit card? No, I linked directly to my bank account. But I have both in there, but I, th- I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I remove the debit card. Anyway, it doesn't matter, freaks. I don't even know why I'm going in on this. Cash app could be your bank account. They're offering account numbers around. No, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my wife was bragging. About I just, she, yeah. caught, she caught a lower dip than me last night. She's like, I huh. saw that. As if you guys don't have joint finances. We don't. We don't. Not yet. <laughs> We're married for four years. We don't we have, have a kid joint. together. We don't have a joint bank account. Um, I, I sort of like it. I mean. She knows everything that's going on, but the, actually, yeah. she doesn't know how much Bitcoin I buy, which is just like way more than a normal person. <laughs> Disclaimer, sponsor of the podcast. We're not talking about But, but uh, I uh, no, that was a shout out in the comments. Um, oh, we should do shout outs. Do we have shout outs? Oh, my God. Thank you. But my point was my point was simply that um, if 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 you're so cocky that you think withdrawals can't be stopped in a regulated business, um, then you're going to have a very rude awakening. And, and, and maybe that won't happen everywhere. Maybe it'll only happen in certain jurisdictions, but in a lot of jurisdictions, it will happen. And it's going to happen sooner than you expect when it does happen. You know, it'll catch people off guard. It always does. So don't yeah. put yourself in that position. Well, that was another thing that was the worst. That's another thing that wasn't clear about the NIDIG 300 plus bank announcement. In their partnership with the FIS or FIS, not the FIS. It's a buy, sell, and hold. It wasn't clear from their announcement whether or not the banks and NIDIG's custody service will allow you to send to. No, they're not going to let you. Well, and then SAFE responded in the announcement and said, 
acting like he had in, insider information, like it would, they would be allowing people to send to self custody. Um, but that is still a little bit of a, f- not a clear detail to me. But you want to bet? No, I don't want to bet. I mean, I would think no, but safe came out. I was like, yes. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Safe. Doubtful. I doubt it. It's going to be a custodial fucking option inside your bank account. Most people don't even realize they want to keep custody. Why do you say that? Because they don't, you can't withdraw your stocks. Yeah, that's true. It's no, a that, foreign concept to people. It's I not wish, something that people inherently understand. You have to explain it to them. I wish you would have read yesterday's newsletter. That's what the crux of it. Like you, oh, Nidig sponsors safe. Oh, they do. Shout out to FTB in the comments for letting us know that. And, and be clear, like I love what Nidig's doing for awareness for getting big players in. Um, I do hope people will be able to take custody of their bitcoins. I hope safe. I mean, I hope he has. I mean, look, it's not something you can hide. Like, they're either going to be able to or they're not. So uh, I'm going to stay humble and stack sats and just wait to see what happens on that one. Yeah. But again, I wish you would have read yesterday's news that hurts. Because this is what I was saying. I was like, I usually read them like three days later. I said the exact same thing you just said, though. It's like people don't realize that this is a digital bearer asset. Like, you can actually take possession of it. Um, And we need, not we need to do anything, but like educational efforts need to be put forth to make people very aware of this fact. Like, Hey, you should be, this is the innovation of Bitcoin. This is the beauty of Bitcoin. This is why Bitcoin exists to be a peer to peer digital cash system, cash in the sense that it's a bearer asset that you hold, not to hold it under your mattress, but you can hold it in a private key that can be represented by 24 words, which is very easy to hide. Very powerful. Again, if you're a new freak, Take the time to learn how to take self-custody. It's important. Shout-outs. Hi, Marty, Matt. This is a two-part shout-out. First part is about NFTs on Bitcoin, and the second part is related to OpenSats. Thank you for prefacing the shout-out. All right, let's get to NFTs. One, I just discovered Counterparty, which basically creates NFTs by the world's most secure digital ledger, Bitcoin. If people really want to have a truly unique digital asset, it seems ridiculous to use any other chain. Any thoughts on why this did not catch on? Two... Matt recently talked about getting 1,000 contributors at $50 a month for OpenSats. Just wanted to say how much I love this idea. <clears throat> I think that is an awesome and achievable goal. And I've already expressed interest. I look forward to being a monthly contributor and hope others will join. Many of us have made wealth being in Bitcoin. This is one of the best causes, in my opinion. Thank you. Cheers, Freak. Love Interesting, to hear that. Part. Interesting part two. I haven't got an email back. Um, for what? OpenSats. Yeah, I mean, look, we're 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 working on the launch. We're working on the launch. We're not quite there yet. You'll, I want it to be, be able to. I want it to be able to say we have our monthly DCA into contribution. Yeah, we're not we're not ready yet because we actually want to be able to buy Bitcoin with it right away too. So it's 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 twofold. We have to set up the credit card processor and then we actually have to buy Bitcoin with it. I thought uh, it would have been prioritized. And we're negotiating. We're negotiating with the the different exchanges to get that fee as low as possible okay. as well. Um, so stay tuned on that. That's opensats.org. Um, I'm glad that you uh, are excited about the vision. I know I'm pretty excited about it. It'd be pretty cool to have a proper pleb initiative um, so we don't have to rely on corporations and startups in the space um, to fund our developers. We can do it ourselves. Um, 
and we can basically weaponize sats for a better world. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, as for your NFT question, I mean, counterparty is UX sucks and is expensive. Um, and like NFTs are like mostly garbage anyway. It doesn't really matter what chain they're on. I agree. I think we should give more credence to counterparty. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the, it was the original. It was the original. So counterparty, what did they do? Like a, they, they burned. Bitcoin. They burned, which was honorable. Instead of an ICO, they took the Bitcoin and they burned the Bitcoin. And then you got an equivalent amount of counterparty. Yes. They threw it out. for So for all of our sakes, we benefited from that burn. Yes. Yes. Thank you for your, for your sacrifice. Uh, sacrifice. Early, money. <laughs> if you want to learn more about counterparty specifically and like the story and history behind counterparty, early, early TFTC episode with Joe Looney. Um, basically goes into the history of Counterparty. Counterparty had the first decks, um, first NFTs. Like so, like nothing that is being created like this time around is new. Like it's been created in the past, and people just decide. I mean, this is gonna hurt. yeah. So I mean, the Bitcoin uh, successor to that is supposed to either be liquid based or on Lightning via RGB. Um, and then once again, like still not excited about it like i to me like what made nfts not exciting wasn't that they were on other chains it's just they're just not exciting i don't care if it's on bitcoin i don't care you had rare pepes on bitcoin in 2014 like it's like beanie babies were cool uh you know uh signed baseballs were cool signed basketballs were cool baseball cards were cool and then I discovered Bitcoin and I'm going to try and stack the hardest fucking asset that's ever existed that I can easily sell rather than get these things like appraised on the private market and fucking have all these different cuts in them and not be liquid at all. Like, I, why would you do that in a world with Bitcoin? It just yeah. makes no sense. I've earnestly tried to, to see the case for a value prop of NFT. I, I can't find it. I can't find I've it. I found all my old baseball cards and like, it's not easy I'm trying to liquidate them for Bitcoin. Like it's a very difficult process. You have to get them rated and shit. And then, you know, you have to do like an auction if you're going to try and get like the best price for them. Like it's a fucking pain in the fucking ass. And like that's NFTs just repeat that all over again. It's the same thing with art, you it's know, digital, like art's dude, great, art's decks. beautiful. But if you're going to use art as a store of value, like that's ridiculous. You got to go to fucking Christie's and they're going to fucking take a cut out of it. And then you're going to hope you got a good price. It all seems again conspiracy. <laughs> just, someone just quoted me out. Beanie Babies are cool. <laughs> my family. I was young. My family. We got completely hosed. Bought into Beanie Babies. We got a hose. <laughs> I think I've said this on Tales from the Crypt in the past. We have bins of Beanie Babies downstairs in mint condition. I gotta fucking uh, sell those too. But that's the same issue. Dude, wait like fifteen years. I bet they'll. They're pump. they're pumping right now. Everything's pumping. It's clown world time. Dude. Ah. Uh. Not holding that bag any longer. What the do you time think is it, now. It's I'm literally liquidating all the fucking collectibles that were saved from my childhood. Yeah, what do you think of like the the crypto punks, like those avatars that people are spending like literally millions of dollars? It's like, what are you people doing? It all screams like money laundering. Like, there's no way somebody could buy an NFT of like pixel art and be spend like two million dollars on it and actually think it's worth two million. Can they? Am I wrong here, Matt? No, I think there's a lot of crazy valuations for things, you know, like look at like fucking like the sneaker heads, like look at like how the sneakers cost, how much the sneakers cost and shit. Like it's, it's, it's just a, it's a symptom of broken money. It's a symptom of like a fucking crazy economy. And it's just, you, 
it's not it's not it's not nft specific right it's it's all these collectibles are going ridiculous and like real estate in a lot of ways is a collectible you know it's it's the same it's all the same shit just in all different pokemon cards are at all-time highs right now if you have your pokemon cards go dust them out fucking magic cards Yu-Gi-Oh cards fucking everything matt is is pumping right now sell it all for sats while you can as hyperinflation arrives like are we in the middle of it right now that's like has it arrived i wouldn't be surprised yeah i mean i i don't think so i think one thing we know for sure is it has not arrived yet i know actually you you made a very good argument I think it was a tweet that was like a month ago or something that was one of my favorite tweets you've had in like six months, um, which was when we look back in the textbooks, the day that hyperinflation started has already happened. Yes. But you didn't pinpoint the date, which is always very good with these predictions because you don't want to, you want to leave it a little bit vague, but I like before this date was, you know, is, is going to be pinned as the start of it. Yeah. Like look at housing, Pokemon, NFTs, Doge food even lumber steel copper soybeans <sighs> stack sats freaks stay humble too <laughs> now we've, we've been under 50 this whole fucking it's been trying you're gonna have a weekend pump i love weekend pumps they're my favorite just because you asked for one no we're not getting it <sighs> win-win we only got two shout outs this week marty matthew hello I've just read Elon's tweet in regards to mining FUD. Holy effing shit. <laughs> what is this dude smoking? My first port port of call was to check your Twitter, Marty. I knew the blood would be boiling. Yeah, you knew right. I'm sending you this contribution in anticipation of a passionate, from the heart, monster takedown of Elon's misinformed take. The freaks want to hear the Philly passion explode in this rant, Marty. Don't you dare hold back. Put that shitcoin peddling scammer back in his hole. I'm so hyped for this week's RHR. Keep delivering the goods, boys. We fucking love you guys. Stay humble and keep stacking. Freaks, we are going to win. I promise you that. Your friend, Mutatu. Thank you, Mutatu. I hope you enjoyed the rant. Even Cheers, though, Freak. Sorry to tell you, there was no rant. <laughs> it was only like 50 minutes. Dude, my favorite response, I got like all these random texts from uh, college friends. Um, and my favorite one was just Elon Musk is such a bastard. Just like that was it. Just out of uh, I had like my cousin's group text, like, "Are you gonna bring Elon on the pod and slap him around?" I was like, "Yes, he's coming on tomorrow." Actually, thoughts on Elon Musk saying that shit? So fucking pissed right now. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. People really got angry. I love it. Passionate. What'd you think about Vitalik's rug pull yesterday? I didn't even see it. What happened? Uh, apparently, like one of the shit tokens, somebody donated a bunch to to Vitalik, and he dumped it all. Oh, the dog token? I believe so. I saw the block had an article about him donating dog tokens to charity. Oh yeah, he's such a, such a philanthropist. Look at Matt. He's he's so enthralled with the comments right now. I can't peel his Elon up. calling for carbon taxes. What a prick. He, Fuck you, Elon. Is he really? I what? mean, if he's calling for carbon taxes, that's pretty transparent now, right? 
all right it's war it's war freaks fuck this dude there, yeah. there is no climate emergency he's trying to leverage dude that's space. that's a horrible it's, you're not going to be able to you're going to die on that fucking hill if you keep saying there's there's no climate emergency i will die on this hill it's there's too no broad climate. what do you mean because define emergency matt define emergency do you think if, if humanity in its current state did not change a thing the world would end in 20 years i mean that's a straw man i don't know it's the not this is the way these people years. were framing it Greta, two years ago was out there that's how she became famous she's like ah in 12 years if we don't do anything to stop this miami east coast so what about our soil marty what about our water that has nothing to do with energy consumption this is okay so say that instead of climate emergency defendable you need to have a defendable fucking statement that's why we got coach matt here what would a defendable statement be to you you know fossil fuels are good for america or good for the the country i've been a b testing that one too i've been throwing that out there there is no climate emergency gets gets more more engagement yeah because it's it's intentionally obtuse it's intentionally extreme i will debate greta whenever she wants to greta platforms open now it is like eh, is it no i don't think it is that like climate emergency look if you don't want to be worried about you know fresh water that's fine by me i'm gonna go secure some fresh water for my my friends words and family. words matter definitions matter what Water is not climate. Water, like there's well, water. Of course, water is climate. How is no. it not climate? What do you mean? Climate has to do with the weather, the temperature. Like what? Water is water. There's a What's water the definition of climate. Water's the def H two O. No, I said, what is the definition? The the conditions of weather in the world and the changes between those conditions. Water plays into it, but is not the meteorol meteorol. Fucking the She's not a little girl anymore. She's temperature, precipitation, and wind that charis- characteristically prevail in a particular region. Yeah, waters. There's a water emergency. Climate emergency would be different. Like all I'm saying is, if if you want to, you know, make your fight a little bit extra hard because you want to use the term climate emergency, then have at it, hard. This like, is what I'm fine doing. with it. I, no, I'm not defining it. They're defining it as a climate emergency. I'm saying no. The emergency that you're saying, they're saying there's a climate emergency. If we don't change our energy consumption patterns, mainly around fossil fuels, in the next 20 years, the Maldives are going to be underwater. Miami's going to be underwater. Manhattan's going to be underwater. Billion people are going to die. I'm saying no. That is there is there is no emergency. Like what about the Untapped Growth Podcast? What do you mean? Yes, I mean so that's different. There's a topsoil emergency. <laughs> it's not going to affect the weather. It's gonna, it's gonna affect the local. You just gotta choose better words, bro. That's all. It, I'm using their words. I'm not choosing these words. These are their words. They're saying there is yeah. a climate emergency. We have to act now. There's a climate emergency. I'm saying there's no climate emergency. We're gonna be fucking fine. We should fix the topsoil. We should make sure we have enough clean water. That has nothing to do with what they're spewing. Grazing cattle. When you, oh, I see that smirk. <laughs> I like how they, they can't see my face if I don't speak. There's right, yeah, you can't. That's why that's why I think we should go side by side. We're gonna we're gonna end it um side by side. Can I kick you off? No, I disagree. Keep them wanting more. You can't go nuclear. 
acid rain has everything to do with our soil and water. Not everything to do with our soil and water. It definitely affects it. It like, just should. It just. It doesn't need to be an argument if you just pick your words better. All right, I'll pick my words better. Fossil fuels are good for humanity. We'll change Boom. it. We'll change it. We'll change it from a negative to a positive. There you yeah. go. Going forward, fossil fuels are good for humanity. We should be using them more efficiently and in a conservative manner. We should not be phasing them out. Is there? pretty integral in, in humanity that's the other thing the other like people don't understand how much petroleum goes into everything they use this mic this computer your hat the tweets it's all connected what should we end it on uh zero to ten ten being uh the most optimistic on your existence and zero being the least optimistic. How optimistic are you? Nine. I'm a Bitcoiner. <laughs> My existence. I'm very optimistic. I worry well, about, uh, I worry about, uh, some of the sheep out there. A lot of sheep. Matt. I want to save them. I love all you freaks, you know, just, uh, enjoy the little things, you know, Life's short. Have good vibes. Firm handshakes. Stay firm humble. Stack sets. I agree. Enjoy the little things. Go have children because that'll make you enjoy the little things incredibly well. I know I'm jacked up here, freaks. I'm a nine on the optimistic scale. But again, I don't like logical inconsistencies. They really grind my gears. Thank you for joining us. As always, if you're watching this on YouTube, smash that like button. Smash that subscribe periscope follow us give us ratings and reviews on apple you guys want to contribute we love the shout outs tftc.io slash contribute live chat it's been fun stop distracting matt next week we're gonna we're gonna put a moratorium on matt looking at the at the at the comments as he looks now he's not even paying fucking attention. there is no chat emergency <laughs> peace and love guys